0: Five, four, tres, dos, uno. And we are live. <laughs> welcome back to Talk It Up. Today's guest, you guys may know him from episode, god damn it, I forgot. I One think of, it was 15? 15, I probably. Say 15. We're going to guess. We'll check it after this. DJ Vias, my brother, how you been? Good, bro. Dude, welcome back. What are you thinking of the new studio? Dude, dope looks really good way better than the last one.
1: Oh yeah <laughs> well i mean i mean it's just better just because we're not on a futon yeah at each other like you gotta this. start somewhere though
0: <laughs> started yeah. from the me- medium now we're upper is that how that song goes
1: started started from bracito now i'm here
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man i was trying to like slowly upgrade everything over time but i'm glad to have you back on man because i remember that we were talking about this before we came in here like the first episode we we're catching up. We hadn't seen each other in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, the studio was different. And what we didn't share, what people don't know from that episode was it was goddamn hot. I hadn't, my AC <laughs> went out and it was like, it was like, it was hot for whatever reason that day. Yeah. And just the room we're in was like in right where the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. So it was direct sunlight. And we had been drinking these energy drinks. Bro. So what you can't see in the episode <laughs> is me and you were like both like really overheating. <laughs> Plus when you drink a lot of caffeine stuff, like you even heat up even more. Well, so it was, was pretty hot. Yeah,
1: and then I was coming off a hangover.
0: Yes, we forgot about that. From
1: part. rad, from DJing that night, and then drinking a C four. Oh, it was.
0: Yeah, heat, hangover, and caffeine do not mix, man. <laughs> uh, if it falls at all, you can. No, nah, we're good. The there. But I'm glad to have you back on, man. And this will be fun because we're not just catching up; we get to just talk <clears> about <throat> life and whatever, whatever else comes up. Um, so to start it off, the last time we had talked and had an episode, you were living in Austin and you were just visiting. Yes. And all of a sudden, you live here now, man. What happened?
1: Well the whole thing with my dad ended up having to come back. Uh, it was some personal issues. It was just stuff that he was going through. Yeah. Uh, so
0: it seemed like the right time, you know, uh, when we were talking, COVID wasn't a big issue either. And it had happened right at, or it was already going on, but you're right. Right yeah. after that's when we started shutting down, like literally like weeks later.
1: Yeah. So I was the last person to DJ at rad in Crucis before they started shutting everything down. So since then, well, I mean, COVID hit, so it kind of felt like the right time to come back. Uh, I got let go from my job in Austin, so I was like, "All right, why not?" So now I'm doing solar. Did you get let go because of COVID? No, it was. What'd you do? Uh, they got a new HR. <laughs> Would you like violate some rule? Uh, I shared one of my that reggaeton mix I made. Uh huh. I shared it on Facebook during company hours. That's a weird, stupid reason. So. I, I'm, I'm not, gonna you're going to
0: say you like put your finger in his butt or something <laughs> like the HR guy. You're like, "What? Well, no. I didn't know that I couldn't do this. <laughs> well, so they gave me a, they gave me a, a write up on my birthday first and
1: foremost. So they gave me a write up on my birthday. Okay. Never had my one year, um, never had my one year review or anything like that. Um, and I started May 15th of 2019. So never got my one year. And then they wrote me up, whatever. Cause they said that, you know, I was wasn't performing up to certain standards or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was the way that I was trained. It wasn't the way, like it was more with work. It wasn't me. And then the new HR guy wanted to make a statement. So so you were the example. Pretty much. I was a scapegoat and they were monitoring my social media platforms.
0: So that's somebody the that we live in a world where that's like a thing now. And it totally is right. Mm-hmm. They care about, cause you're a representation of that company, even when you're off the clock, which I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird kind of thing. Yeah, I think, remember, think about how it must have been back in the day before social media, like how many CEOs or higher up people were just Mm -hmm. doing crazy stuff on the side. Yeah. But Monday through Friday, eight to five, they were suit and tie Yeah. and no one ever knew. Mm -hmm. And now you do anything stupid to get any kind of recognition, the the whole town knows. Yeah. See, so it wasn't even, it wasn't even as bad as it sounded. You didn't do anything bad, but Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that. So, so what happened? They, they, they. They saw the timestamp and went, why would you share this? Yeah, they're like, you clocked in from lunch. Uh, why was this shared at this time? And I was like, well, I just got back from lunch. Like, Did you know what I would have used if you didn't do this, if you actually did it? Um, but I do this all the time. So I have always wondered that. I'm like, I wonder if someone will see and think, because I, you can time your posts on Facebook and Instagram. I can set something for a specific time to mm-hmm. release. Uh, I can already set it up the night before, and I do that with the podcast. Yeah, and so I've always wondered that, like, if if my job or you know what I mean, whatever, were to see it and they were to think that I was doing something on the clock, but in reality, I had pre-set it up to come out.
1: Yeah, see, and something that they didn't like, they didn't. They just they said, "All right, cool, here you go." Like, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna let you go as of today. Blah, blah blah. Like, do you have anything to say? I'm like, no. I'm like, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. I learned a lot. And you didn't find it. I would have thought it. no, nah, bro. Nah. It, it was the, my thing is, is, if somebody doesn't want you there, I don't want to be there. And and here's why. Uh, and it's just, it might be a personal thing for me, but like if literally, if you don't want me there and you have issues with me yeah, or whatever, fine, whatever. But it was, it was just good timing because after that happened, I got a call a few weeks later. They wanted me to go back. Yeah. So the way I left was on a good, on a good note. It wasn't anything bad, but. It, and then I had to tell him no I can't like i'm on, I'm doing some stuff, some other stuff so
0: my only problem with that is the fact that any job and anything you do in life there's going to be someone who doesn't want you there and so I get what you're saying like holistically and like where it comes from like if mm-hmm. someone doesn't want me around, I don't want to be around them. I think that's fair I, I live by that a lot, but when it comes to <clears> work, man, there's always going to be someone who doesn't like you, like see, whatever job ever, and we can't just leave every job that someone doesn't like us.
1: See, and they knew I was a dJ, so the post ended up being about me and my secondary
0: employment, is what they called it. I just don't think that's a bad thing. Like, and it's not like you, even the music like that. I would be proud if I was, a, if I ran a company and one of my employees was doing something on the side that was impressive. Like music is impressive. What you do is impressive. It's, it's artistry. It's not like you like posted up like a dick pic and they're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right. That's like fireball. Like Jody Sasso, Yeah. In like your works uniform, but just like your wiener hanging out, like for sure. Fire that guy. I get it. But you were like doing music and that's like, and,
1: and it wasn't even a bad thing. It's like, Hey, it's Friday. Here's my reggaeton mix. Turn yeah. it up. Yeah. Like if you guys are having a good day, whatever, like jam out to it. Yeah. And then, so that ended up happening. So I ended up coming back. Uh, I hit up my boy, Eddie. He's a manager for NM solar group. So now I'm with them and I was an installer. And now I'm the assistant GM.
0: So it worked out. Silver yeah. lining like you, and you get to be here. You have family mm-hmm. here. So. And you get to hang out with me more. Yep. Yeah. Now, now now we're close. Yep. And then we got to do. Thank a, God those guys fired you. Thank <laughs> God. Then we got to do your fiance's graduation. That was fun, man. And then we had one incident and I talked about it on a different podcast. I so I, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I, the listeners will know what we're talking about. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. And it was me. I was the one who. <laughs> you're was, right, I did it. I, I saw, sm- no, I smelt it. I smelt it. I knew <laughs> he was doing drugs.
1: He's doing very bad things.
0: Yeah. It, it was a fun night though. Everyone, uh, you got business out of that night. So it worked yeah. out for everyone, man. And it was, it, I ended up game. doing
1: their, uh, it was, it was one of the bartender or server bartender, one, mm-hmm. oh, bartender, uh, it was her birthday. So we ended up doing a EDM night and that was pretty fun. And it was cool. Cause I hadn't played like an EDM night in a very long time. So mm-hmm. I got to tap back into some old school stuff. I'm like, Oh, I remember this song.
0: Mix it up a bit. Yeah. I, I run into this issue. It's not like a real issue, but it's kind of like DJ envy. Oh, I realize there is a DJ envy. I shouldn't say that, Yep. but literally just the word envy though. And what I mean by this is I started talking, I was talking to Laura the other day and I was like, I'm friends with Robbie. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with DJ Vias, mm-hmm. DJ black. I'm like, I, I know too many DJs. So now when we do events for stuff or it's, I'm like, who do I hit up? And so like Robbie did my 30th, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, and then you were in town and then, So my first thought was to go to Robbie because he, Mm -hmm. and he killed it by the way, doing my 30th and probably kills it to this day. And I've had him on the podcast since then. And I was like, but then you were in town and I had had you on the podcast and I I didn't think I would see you for a long time. You moved back. And I was like, well, I kind of want like Elias to do it. But then like, is that messed up? Because like Robbie's going to be like, wait, he doesn't want me to do it. And then now that like, I kind of got to know DJ black a little bit closer. I'm like, damn it. Like, and so it's kind of weird, but then I so you did my uh my my fiance's graduation, mm-hmm. and so I was telling Laura, I'm like, what do we do for the next thing? Like like who do like we have too many DJ friends? How does hit them, that hit them all up? So how does envy work in the DJ world? Well, would it, you would you be offended if I did an event and I didn't hit you up? No, just because there's so
1: much going on now mm-hmm. that there's so much popping that I'm literally like
0: almost busy. Like every you're weekend. gonna be fine. Yeah, and I feel like the uh Robbie was fine like since I didn't bring him for the graduation but well, it wasn't for any other reason like I wanted to it was just like I also yeah. wanted you to do one too
1: well that weekend they were super busy cuz it was the single the mile. And the weekend and he had
0: the the Baby bash had, concert yes exactly yeah. so and, and DJ Blackstone his comedy thing so I'm probably overthinking it but it didn't make me think of that I'm like I wonder like how it must feel i guess let me like um let me relate it to this like when i sold cars mm-hmm. like you get it when you're in the car industry it sucks when you see someone, you know, buying a car from someone else. True. And you're like, this guy knows or girl knows I sell cars. I'm always posting about it. And yet they're here with some other person. And, like, it's a weird feeling where you're like, damn it. And I'm sure they see <laughs> me and they go, Oh, I didn't even know will worked here. Like now they feel oh, bad. Yeah. And so it was like this weird moment. And I started thinking, I was like, I wonder if it feels that way. Like if you, have you ever run into that? Where like someone, you know, like really close mm-hmm. like, hired someone else. You're like, dude, you know, I do this. Like, has that ever happened? It, at first it used to kind of bug me a little bit, but yeah. now so much Probably because does. you're doing good now. So, but yeah. at first I bet maybe were you struggling to get engaged? And I'm a true believer
1: like uh like being at the right place at the right time. So yeah. you know, like not even if, if somebody didn't hit me up, I wouldn't be offended by it. I'd be like, All right, cool, like mm-hmm. you could have had a better DJ just saying but <laughs> you know what I mean? If you if they if they didn't want to or they had or there's been times where they're like, We want you there, we want you to enjoy yourself. Like we don't want you to work. Yeah. But a lot of people don't understand that. Like me, DJ is not working. It's. You're having me a blast. Ha- yeah. I'm having just as much fun as seeing everybody on the dance floor as you guys are being on the dance floor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was thinking of that recently, but I'm glad that you gave me some clarification. We and don't have any events coming out. Don't but
1: get I- me wrong. There's some DJs that'll be like super pissed off and just, really? and hate the world because of it. But uh, I'm not like that. I'm more like, All right dude. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, like you wanted me there, like as a friend instead of, me working, I understand it or whatever. Or you didn't want me there at all, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, what I mean, give and take. It is what it is. And I eventually got over that whole thing in the car one too because I realized at first mm-hmm. you take it first. Pers- it's kind of exactly what you said though. At first, I wasn't selling a lot of cars, mm-hmm. and so I, like not only was it someone I knew, but it was also like, damn it! Like I was mostly mad at myself because I was like, this is like money I could be making. But then once you start doing better, when I was selling cars more, like I cared less, yeah, when, and I respected it more. Because now that I, like I recently went in to look at a vehicle and I know everyone in the car industry in Las Cruces <laughs> because I, I was in it for so long. And so I went to a dealership kind of late in the work day. Not in late, it was like six o'clock and most dealerships close seven or eight. Mm-hmm. It was at Susparo. And I knew that I would know someone there. But when I got there, everyone had left for the day except for one guy. And of course I don't know him. And so in my head, I'm like, I bet I know someone here, but no one's here. So I let that guy help me. Yeah. And so I, I take the car home. I end up going back this last Monday um, to kind of work a deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course I literally know everyone else there except for this one kid. Like, I know the sales manager, up? all the salesmen. I even knew a couple of the customers that were in there just side, side <laughs> thing. And I was like, I literally know everyone in this building right now, except for the one guy that I'm working with. And then the other salesmen were like, why didn't you tell me you're looking for a car, man? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, this is how I felt. <laughs> so I felt bad. And so it's like, but I get it now. I'm like, all right, this like, you just, he, there's too many like things at play. I can't keep track of, of who's where. And also for the customer, now that I am the customer, like I didn't know, I knew I probably knew someone, but I didn't know who it's not like I knew who to hit up. I just showed up and no one was there Yeah, kind of thing. And so I'm like, this must be how it is when I was selling cars. Like, and so I see it from the customer's perspective. Now that you just go in looking for a car, knowing that no matter what, and even if had I gone to one of the guys I knew, mm-hmm. the other guys I knew would have been like, why not me? Yeah. And so no matter what, it was a lose, lose. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, same thing with DJing. It's like, people, you know what just I mean? Respect people, respect it, yeah. And, and different DJs have their own different vibes, so, like, you know what I mean? So just a, whatever you want as a vibe, if you want this DJ because he plays this certain amount of music or this yeah. type of music, like, hey, let's bring him on. Because there's, there's times where I'm like, I can't do that. Like, you need to call this person. And, you know what I mean? That's how it hops out, to rubber bands like
0: yeah. that. Yeah, see, I'm not that picky about music. Like, I wouldn't care that much. True. Like, I, I think I would just tell... But I'm just simple like that. Like Laura's more specific. Like she'll like really break down in anything we do. Yeah. With me, I'm like, all right, it's in or out. It's yes or no. It's like, can you do it or can you not? And if, if you can, you can. And like, I'm just like basic, man. I'm a basic B. Like basic stuff. I'm basic. I I like no sauce on my on my meat. I'm not bougie, <laughs> bro. For the longest time, I didn't know what the word bougie meant. I always thought it was like smelly. Well, the first time I heard it was bad and bougie. Well. I heard, yes, that one. And then I heard it in something else, like maybe like on one of those housewife shows or something, mm-hmm. some clip, um, or some, like something that played and for whatever, for like mm. a long time, I thought bougie meant like smelly or dirty. Like, I don't know. And it's quite the opposite. Right. But like, and so when that <laughs> song came out bad and bougie, I'm like, like a hot girl that doesn't shower a lot. Like, that was my first thought. I'm like, why is this song so popular? And then I realized what it meant.
1: Oh, oh it's cause she don't scrub.
0: Where do these words come from? Do you think like, uh, like a uh, cap? Everyone says that now. That wasn't a thing. Like, who started Cap? That wasn't even a thing a year ago. No. And so I always wonder, like, where, who originates these words? Some rapper, maybe. TikTok or, TikTok or something. <laughs> and then it just, they just catch on. Bling Bling was Lil Wayne. People forget that. Lil Wayne started yeah. Bling Bling because he had that song, like, every time I walk on Teddy I roam Bling Bling. It was, like, his first ever song. And everybody's like, yo, check out my Bling Bling. And now everyone uses Bling, and they don't even realize where it came from. Well, now that, like, that term is completely dead. Like. Yeah, yeah, people don't use it anymore. No. Yeah. Or uh, by Felicia. Everyone says that. It's from Friday. Like, mm-hmm. people don't even know where that came from. Like, people, like, they have never even seen the movie, will just use it. Like, I don't know. It's a popular term. But I always wonder, I like, who starts these words? Yeah. So they should start one. What's a good one? Dang, I don't know. Like, uh, like uh <laughs> coming up with something. Like, fan- I was about to say fancy because of the fan. <laughs> like, fancy. Oh, damn it. That's already a word. <laughs>
1: Shoot. <laughs> It's still my idea.
0: I don't know. We we uh, one of my uh, friends, Alex Paz um, he used to try to do uh, he said he used to say red light that shit. And he'd always like say that and it did catch Just on. Red light that shit? Like like stop, like stop doing like whatever, like if someone was acting crazy, something, hey red light that shit. Like he would always say like, oh, like something like that. Oh red light, yeah. yeah. And, and he shit. was like, I, I think he told me like, hey, I'm gonna try and start this thing to see how many people do it. Uh, mm-hmm. and people did it wasn't like major like on social media but like our group like people started like using it yeah somebody's
1: fighting yo red light that shit Red light shit. that shit. Like yeah it's not that. even fair no more red light that shit <laughs> you got three people in there what if we just revived one. it
0: everyone starts using red light that shit you never
1: know dude it might start up
0: but what then word, you yeah. gotta give credit to oh i will i, I gave his name everyone knows if that Boom. catches on it's alex yep um do you, is there a word, do you remember a term like from, remember last time we were on our last podcast where like Mac, Mac out was a big one. Bust a Mac. Bust it a was Mac. white, acting green. What are the other terms uh, from like that, that don't get used anymore? Psych. Remember psych? Yeah. Psych was a big S- one. Psych. Uh, what? Like just kidding for the people that don't know. <laughs> psych. I remember that one. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know exactly. Something will pop up as it comes on. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you can think of one, throw in the comments.
1: Yeah. Cause I'm, I.
0: All the middle school era. Yeah, there's like school, these, high school. these terms that everyone used to use. Um, See, and I used to say
1: savage back in the day. Savage? And now savage is a thing now. It's like, dude, that thing's savage, yo. Yeah. We, we, use, we always used to say savage. Back in high school, back, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think, man. like there's a, there's a big, 2005. Yeah. Were, wait, oh, that was your first, so you graduated '09, huh? Mm-hmm. You could have been the same year as me, man. I know. We talked about this on the, yeah, well, but, actually, we didn't talk about it, but. We didn't talk about why. I think it, you mentioned they you get held back. Do you yes. remember why? Did you like... Oh, yeah. I remember why. Raised? I had
1: a teacher that didn't like me, and I refused to do the work. So 90% of it was me. I'll
0: admit to that, but... I remember having a zero in a class, mm. and this lady passed me because she had potential. Really? Yeah. I had a zero in the class, and I had her for two classes. It was the same teacher. What teacher was it? Do you remember?
1: Yeah. I don't know if I want to throw names oh, out. Oh, just in case. I mean... <laughs> I could, but uh, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot right, of people you can tell are, me off there,
0: but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember getting a zero cause I just like completely lost interest in class. And, uh, dude, I remember this is back at Zia by the way. Same. And I was, uh, I was, uh, there's a few things that like stuck out to me. I was recently thinking about this, about, uh, like events that happened that like were like major events. I don't know if people would remember them like that, that knew me, but I remember it was when I lived in my biological home, and the, uh, I had a calculator. Like, they, Remember when they like, bring your calculators and you have to bring it. For yeah, and it was class. like that weird one that was all. Whatever one I had, it was just in my house. Mm-hmm. And my house at the time was like roach infested. I live in a really bad home. And I remember they were like, all right, pull out your calculators. And I reached into my bag and I pulled out the calculator and I dropped it on accident and it hit the ground in the middle of class and like a bunch of roaches like ran out of the, out of the really? calculator. It was so embarrassing all the girls that were next to me, like, Oh my God. And like the people like, what the hell will, it was so embarrassing, man. Like they thought it was probably a prank that you were pulling, right? No, they knew they were just like, Oh my, like how gross is this kid that he has like roaches in his calculator. And I didn't know, but apparently roaches, they got in the side, they get anywhere. Oh yeah. But so many, and it was a small calculator and they just ran everywhere because it had broken open when it fell. Yeah. And it was so, I was just putting it away and like shutting it back in my bag. And there's the kids were freaking out. There's roaches in the classroom. The teacher had no idea what to do it was so embarrassing, and I was just like, oh, "Man!" And I remember just sitting there with my head down, like, "This is my life, man." Like now, I'm the roach kid. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was embarrassing. So that was like, that was like one of your biggest embarrassing moments. No, I've had way worse, <laughs> but that was well like, in middle school. That was one of the major ones for me because during those years, those are important years, man. Where like, you, what you like as an adult, like, I don't really care what people think of. I care about a little bit, but it t- it would take a lot to like ruin how I feel about myself. But those years. It matters who you're friends with. It matters like those little stigmas like this is the smelly kid, this is the dumb kid, this is the whatever kid, this is the hot kid, this is the popular kid. Those labels matter mm-hmm. then. And so I remember that as a moment of like that was one of the biggest moments where people stopped hanging out with me because I became like that weird poor kid and poor kids were associated with mental health problems and like so people just thought I was weird. You didn't obviously we we're friends, Yeah, but you obviously weren't in that class that day. Maybe you would have. <laughs> Nah, not even. <laughs> <laughs> but I was that kid, man. I, and, and it's it's crazy because I still hang out with some of these people this day, and they'll remind me, like, man, I always thought you were, like, a weirdo. I'm like, I was. But, like... See, and I never, like, us in, like,
1: PE and stuff, because mm-hmm. I think that was, like, one of the main classes that I had you in. I don't think I had you in any other
0: ones, but... I'm sure we did that we don't remember. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember PE for sure was a big one. Yeah. And that's a pretty, like easy class to like not was be just, weird in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was all about being athletic <laughs> well, then we and, played basketball too and stuff. So it was mm-hmm. like, that was my, my savior, man is sports. Cause other than that, like I didn't have much going for, I met some of the coolest people and learned the most things from being in basketball, man. Because I, prior to that, like I, I didn't have much going on for me. See, and I like,
1: so when I failed, I ended up having to
0: obviously repeat seventh grade. Who was so. the other guy that failed with you? It was you and someone else. There's was two that? kids from our class that got held back. I remember it was a big thing. Everybody was like, did you hear about it? Yes, there's two. Really? Kids. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I want to hear about this. I didn't was, know about I this. I forgot who the other guy was, though. But it, was, it wasn't it was like a bad thing. It was more of like, because I knew you, at, you were a smart kid. You were a wrestler. You were really good. And so when you got held back, I remember thinking like, why? I thought maybe you got in trouble like with the law or something. Like I didn't get, because <laughs> we're kids. I didn't yeah. get it. That's how it worked.
1: See, but, and the And the teacher actually it's it's probably frowned upon now, but she pulled me in the class in the morning. She's like, I want you here in the morning. She pulled in all the teachers, bro, made an embarrassment out of me, like bad. Like I was crying in class and stuff like, and then when I switched over, cause they had a parent teacher conference or like, we suggest we hold back Elias, which wasn't the issue at all because I was the only class and happened to be, I had it for history and I had it for literature. Mm-hmm. So it's the two main classes you need to, to pass. Yeah. Those are pretty important. Yeah. So I, I just didn't like her me and her didn't get along. I switched over to the other team and I actually had teachers that cared. So those teachers were like, you know what? You're not going to do the same thing. Get in here. Let me show you how to do it. We'll do it right. And after that, just flying colors, bro. Everything, you were good. Everything was easy after that. Yeah.
0: I thought that was weird because I didn't do well in class. And so I remember thinking, that's why I thought you had gotten in trouble because I had the zero I, and I'm not like making up like, you know, people say things because they're really just trying to say I had a bad score. I literally had a zero. I didn't turn anything in all semester. I had mentally checked Same. out. I was going through a bunch of stuff at home and I just, at one point stopped going to the class. And when I did go, I'd fall asleep a lot. I, I had terrible sleep habits. I literally had a zero. And I remember having a similar meeting with like parent teachers and stuff. Obviously mm-hmm. my parents didn't show up. So a teacher, teacher conference and like the higher ups. And uh, I remember thinking I was going to get held back. And they're like, we think that you possess the knowledge to move forward. So we're going to like, they let me move on. And mm-hmm. so when I heard that you weren't, I was like, all right, he, there's no way he's dumber than me because I didn't do a <laughs> single thing in this class. So I'm like, <laughs> not about IQ, he you, must bro. have like punched a teacher or like something like it, something must have happened. That's what, that was always my theory back then. No, bro. It was just the teachers suggested it to my parents. My parents were like, you know what, if that's
1: what you guys suggest, let's do it. So
0: maybe that's what it was is my parents never picked up the phone Maybe they have to have permission from the parents or something because for whatever reason they're just like you're gonna. You're I don't. Gonna move I don't
1: on. remember who got held back.
0: It for sure was you and one other person.
1: But honestly, so, I, that was the probably, person's gonna pop in It probably the best thing that could happen in my life. You think like, so? Yes, totally changed my whole outlook. Like when you have teachers that care and you have a guidance, that's when.
0: So you're saying the next year, yes. you had teachers that cared.
1: Yeah, so my second seventh grade year. <laughs> My second
0: grade B, yeah, <laughs> Not seventh a. seventh grade silver. Side B. The other no, because it was silver
1: and turquoise. So oh, that's se- right. I had seventh grade turquoise. I forgot. And they, they moved did me that. to silver, and I had, I had a, uh, I had, uh, uh, Mr. Clar, had Miss Dimshaw, I had Miss Mazzolini who was we talked about last one, yeah, who I thought was awesome and cool, but everyone so didn't
0: I, like her. She was like the mean teacher. I thought she, she was cool too.
1: Everyone thought she was mean because she was firm and direct.
0: Yeah, she seemed like a drill sergeant or something. Yeah. But if you, if you, I mean, if you did your stuff, I think I respond well to that type see, of person. See, that's cause she was it.
1: one for me that was like, no, Elias needs to go. Like, he, I don't know. She backed me up. That's why I liked her. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that was a good thing. I mean, just me going, me repeating seventh grade made me look at life a little different. Yeah. Um, And actually, I was already on a warpath to like not, not doing anything. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Like, I already had certain just issues and they're like, nope.
0: How did you do in high school, like grade wise?
1: Oh, it was flawless. My only thing, my only issue was, I skipped a lot. Yeah, me too. I think my junior year, I had, oh no, my sophomore year, I had 146 absences. And I I don't even know, and I still had A's and B's, and nobody understood why. Like no, the counselors didn't know why. Nobody knew why. But it's because I would just do my work, like. Okay, can if I get If you showed Google? up
0: for tests and like the big grades, you could totally pass. Oh, and, that might have been lot. it, but. yeah, because I I, w- I I did that early on where I would skip a lot, but just show up for the major ones and mm-hmm. then still pass. That's probably what you were doing is just showing up on the right days. Shoot, I don't even know what the right days
1: were. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if say if you missed a Monday, that's our automatically seven absences. Yeah. Because we had seven classes. Exactly. At that time. Yeah. And it wasn't even eight. It was seven.
0: Here's how bad mine well, actually, was.
1: Actually, it was eight. Wasn't it eight? Yeah, because well, you I, had odd and, odds well, and evens. When you events.
0: were at Cruces, I moved to Anyate, and it was That's a little right. bit different. I think Anyate was split. So Cruces did the eight classes, I think, actually on Mondays, and then every other day it was weird.
1: Tuesday it was evens, Wednesdays
0: was odds. Odds, yeah. So so I did that my freshman year when I was at Cruces, mm-hmm. but when I moved to Anyate, it was it was, uh, I think it was just the four classes. Because you guys and they the switched them every other day, so yeah, and then get so if Monday odds.
1: started odds, next Monday started even.
0: Yeah, it was something like that. But I remember, I remember skipping so much. I did good my freshman year. Or, yeah, my freshman year at Cruces, I played basketball. I made it through the first semester. And then I started skipping towards the end when the basketball season was over. But then when I moved to Oñate in my sophomore year, they made me play JV because of the transfer rule. And I did really well in my classes. I actually played the full year made all my grades. And then my junior year is when it started going bad. I I I'd lost total interest in school. I was having a hard time. They accidentally put me in an upper class for like, it was math or something. All I remember is being in this class and seeing no one like my age and just being like, that's weird. Um, And then when the class started, I remember thinking like, I don't know any of this stuff. What it was is they accidentally put me in like two classes ahead and I didn't catch on to it. They were talking about some crazy solutions of formulas that I had no idea. And I remember thinking like, oh, I'm stupid. Like, I don't know any of this stuff. Y equals MX plus B. And so, I, yeah. So I started skipping because I was like, this class is hard. And I remember being there one day and they're like, Will, you're not supposed to be here. Like weeks I was in this class and they, they were like, you're in the wrong class. It turns out I just went to the wrong room and they never like added it up. And the teacher never called me out for it. Be- so meanwhile, some other classrooms marking me absent every day while I'm in this other class.
1: So this, so this class, they knew they were like,
0: Hey, we have a student here. Which I'm pretty sure they probably said, hey, like. The teacher in the class I was attending wasn't doing roll call right. So she essentially was marking me as someone else. Yeah. Ooh, oh.
1: And so thinking
0: that I was supposed to be there. So weeks went by and she goes, wait a minute. This guy that I'm marking here on the paper is not him because I just talked to him and his name is Will. And she didn't put it together. She assumed, I was a quiet kid, which is kind of weird to think about. Um, and so she just assumed. And I was quiet because I, I felt weird. I didn't know anyone in the classroom because none of them were my age. Um, and then I was like, Oh, I'm not stupid. I'm just in the wrong class. But at that point I had already been missing a lot. And so when they moved me to my correct class, I just skipped that. Cause now I was behind in that class yeah. and I would just go, this is how bad it was. I remember I would go to, I was scared to leave the building and I would literally just go in the stall, like in the bathroom mm-hmm. and i would just fall asleep on the toilet paper. Like where the thing is mm-hmm. the little plastic thing. I would just put my like forearms on it and I'd fall asleep for a period and I would go to my, the classes I did like. And then that evolved into, I'm just going to do this for every class I don't like. So then eventually I was going to like two classes. Then a it day. became like a habit. And then it became like, I can't sleep in the bathroom all day. Then a couple of friends had cars. I'm like, let's go like leave. And it just evolved and totally just downhill from there.
1: <laughs> bro, it Just that that just brought me to an idea. Well, not an idea, but it, it was something that <laughs> we I should used should go to a yacht and pick
0: up kids. <laughs> no,
1: bro, bro. They probably well, need rides. Well, back when we were in school, we still had house phones. So it still wasn't like. Cell phones. Parents didn't put their cell phones down, so I remember. Oh yeah. Sorry, mom, but sorry, mom and dad, but oh, I used to do she's this.
0: She's gonna get mad, bro. <laughs>
1: well, when we'd have the absences or whatever, when I knew mm. I skipped, I'd pull the phone jack out just a hair, so that way the phone wouldn't ring. Saying clever. Saying hey, uh, or you know, what I mean, there was that automated. Your son missed one no, or more class. classes today. Yes. Yeah. To so find I'd, out I'd what's going out, on, I pull out school. the phone jack a hair until like around like eight thirty, and then I go like press it back. And then you wouldn't get the phone calls.
0: That's funny, man. I, I My parents would get the <laughs> phone calls and they would question me. I'm like, there must be like a glitch in the system. Like I would always just tell them, like, I went to every class today. Oh, no. And they, they caught me <laughs> one day when I started leaving. My my foster dad caught me. I, I left on yacht and I had no no plan. I thought I would get picked up. I didn't. So I ended up just walking around because I had nowhere to go. And He found me walking. He was just like, what's up? He was a social worker. <laughs> so he was driving to like someone's house. He's like, there's my fucking foster kid like on the side of the road and then he's like what are you doing i was like just walking around you know when you don't have anything planned and he's like yeah yeah you're in trouble dude get in the car and i was like damn it he drove me back to school (laughs) that's how bad it was though uh but i it was to the point where like i think they realized like what are we gonna do like we can't make this kid go to class i wish looking back that i went to class if i had my mindset today i would have i would have gone to class and i would have put in like way more effort
1: oh yeah if if you knew then like what, is, what I know now, yeah, exactly. If I
0: knew then <laughs> what I know now,
1: yeah, most definitely. Like, yeah, that's, like if for sure, if I had the knowledge I have now mm-hmm. uh, and the work ethic, and and certain things in my life were like put into play, I definitely knew I would have done better in high school. And actually, my senior year, I they canceled two of my classes because of my absences, so I didn't have all the credits to graduate. But then everyone was pissed off that. I didn't show up to the graduation ceremony because I didn't walk. I didn't. I didn't go personally. I didn't
0: graduate. I ended up getting my G.D. I remember.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember you were talking about it on the mm-hmm. on the last episode. So I went to work. I was like, nah. I, I had to go to summer school anyway. So I'm like, nah. I'm like, I didn't. I didn't get the credits. Why should I go? Mm-hmm. Like, and and it's not for me. Like, or to like do it for your parents. I'm Like, my old my other sister didn't walk. Like, I don't want to walk. I didn't get a. I didn't want a Letterman's jacket. I didn't want a ring. I didn't want anything. I just like I'm done with school. I'm over it. I'm out. I didn't even want to go to college. Which is yeah. a topic that we were talking about. Yeah. But it, like literally like two weeks before they're like, my cousin was like, Go to go, 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 go. So I ended up going to the branch and I ended up getting a fraternity. But Do
0: you regret not walking or like being able to? Nah. Do you feel like you missed that on something? Mm-mm. Yeah, me either. I feel- I feel like I saved probably like three hours of my life. I did get uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for like now I, that you I, go to graduation, you're like, what? I'm up? like yeah, well, this my
1: niece just graduated today. Congratulations, Nadiana, but
0: congratulations. It yeah, it was, it's it, hard to go through those ceremonies. And then it's boring. And then it's
1: weird because of COVID and everything, and so it's outside the field of dreams, hotter than hell. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't walk and put anybody <laughs> through this. Uh like it was just me, and then I went to summer school, yeah, ended man. up getting better grades because of the summer classes and I was like, all right, cool. I got to higher GPA. Thanks.
0: Yeah. It worked out for you, huh? Yeah, it worked, it worked <laughs> in my favor, you know? Yeah. I don't feel like I missed out on much, but I did miss out on my reunion. Did you go to yours? No. Cause they didn't hire me. Hire you DJ. Yeah. Oh, so they invited you and you were like, but well, they didn't hire you. Every, so you're like, I'm well, not going. a few people were pushing me to go DJ. I'm like, who ended up DJing. Do you remember? No. Cause I didn't go, but you didn't hear about it. I heard about it, but I don't know who, DJ. Well, I'm sure he's an asshole, whoever he is, and he's not you. Well, and shame on your we, class. Well, it's because not- a
1: few certain people, one person, including my best friend, Nick, uh, they were pushing to get me to go play. Little Nick. Nick Howie.
0: Uh, Maybe not the same Nick I was thinking of. <laughs> Sorry, other
1: Nick. <laughs> well, he was pushing for me to go do it. He's like, yo, he's like, me and certain people want you to go, but it's mm-hmm. like 50 50. Like, people are like, well, why do we need a DJ when we can just play music off her phone and and that's where yeah that's where the environment changes because you know what i mean anybody can play music off their phone well,
0: especially as i would say especially especially, <laughs> especially <laughs> if a person in the graduating class is a dj that would make complete sense like they should have they should have just had you there um i accidentally went to mine because i went to a wedding um, and it was there. Dude, it was at the Farm and Ranch Museum. And I really didn't want to go to the wedding. I did want to go to the wedding, but I was like, it was the day of. It <laughs> I should like, have been
1: mine too, but <laughs> I almost wanted to
0: back out. And I'm like, yo, oh, let's go. It's one of her good friends, which ended up being a fun time. But we're walking in and I start seeing uh, like people that I know from school that I haven't seen in a long time. Like, hey, and I'm like, up? hey, what's up, guys? And I saw someone. I was like, dude, what's up, bro? You live here now? Like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, how weird that they're here. And so we start going to the ballroom where the wedding is at the Farm and Ranch Museum. And, uh, um, Laura, uh, my girl tells me like, Oh, I think there's like a reunion going on here. I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. Like, I wonder where my reunion is. And then I start counting on my hand and I'm like, be like soon. I think And she goes, I think it's this year. And she goes, I think that's it. Like, and I'm like, Oh, that would make sense <laughs> while well, I'm seeing all my friends. And I go, no, they would have invited me. I was pretty popular. And she was like, all right. Like you could tell she realized at the same time I did. And she want to be rude. So She's like, yeah, like, I bet like, that's not yours. And I'm like, no, I think it is. And so we're like at the wedding, and I'm like, we're having fun. And I'm like, they wouldn't do that to me. Like, and so I got to go check it out. And that's pretty much, I was like, hey, I'm going to use the restroom. And I go, and so I start walking around and looking at the ballrooms. There's a couple other events I go around. And sure enough, Oniate, class of 08. And I'm like, what? And like, all my friends are in there. And I'm like, how did I not get an invite to this? And uh, a couple of people there told me, like, the person who threw it together like didn't do it right or like, we barely got the invite like a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and I was so mad. I'm like, I'm not, I didn't even go all the way. And I walked in, I saw a few people. And I left and I was like, I'm not, ugh, how did I think it? How did I not get invited, man? Like,
1: you know what? I I wanted to go to mine, but then it was like, the timing was just kind of off just cause I had just moved to Austin. Yeah. So it was like, I was trying to adjust, just trying to get things going. I still hadn't had a job yet. I actually lived there for like three months without a job. So it was, it was a little rough. But yeah. then once I started working and everything, like, You know, I mean, as soon as you start a job, you don't just want to take time off unless you have something planned. Then you tell them like, hey, I
0: have this. That's hard when you first start to ask for anything.
1: Yeah. And then that's when they're like, hey, we want to do this. My cool. Like I'll DJ it. Like I'm down. Yeah. Because then it's not so much as me taking time off to just go like like my old bosses. They're cool as hell. Like still like them. It was the HR dude that I Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I can't stand, bro. But. Like, they were super supportive because I even did one of the employees' weddings. Uh, I DJed one of their weddings, and everybody showed up. It was a blast. Like, everybody had a good time. So, with that being said, it was just, I wanted to go, and I wanted to show everybody what I had done mm-hmm. or how far I had come. Like, that would have been the perfect opportunity. Too. It and and it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't even have been bad. I wasn't even charging that much. Like, now? Oh, now I'm going to stiff. <laughs> like, it's just. Girl, now that I know. Yeah.
0: I feel like they messed up, man. They should have had you. That would have been a cool moment.
1: <laughs> I, I think it would have been cool because it's like, yo, like this is someone in our class that's like moved to Austin. They're playing in downtown. Like, yeah, man. why not? Like, why wouldn't you have them here?
0: See, if you never got held back and you were in my year and I didn't get stiff from my own. But reunion, I would have been at Cruces. I would have totally. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I would have been at Cru- But fair, then you could have still been like, hey, you know what? I know this Cruces, DJ. I could have gone. They could have invited me to that one. I know all those people, too. Bro. Like, Cause I went there too, so I got senior, stiff from all of
1: them, man. My senior year, I was trying to push for me to DJ prom because I had been doing it since I was fifteen. Yeah, so I was like, "Yo," I was like, "Dude, how cool that be?" They like, let you? no, because it's like it's a student. It's like a liability issue. I'm like, sure. yeah, so yeah. that's why I'm like, well, I got my LLC now, so now what's
0: up? Yeah, I'm going back. <laughs> Hit him yeah. up, Cruz's high. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're an I, alumni, man. they should. They should hire you,
1: dude. I. High school events are fun because you remember being a kid. It's just like, it's totally different. Your parents aren't there. Like, yeah, it's kind of like a club scene, but it's not just, I mean, us, us like being as savage as we were. A fusion.
0: We talked about that last time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he was talking about like having a crush on a girl back in the day mm-hmm. and like who they became. Uh, and you don't have to give me a specific person cause we don't want to piss people mm-hmm. off, but don't you think it's weird that like when you're younger and you have a crush on a girl, like if you could go back in time and talk to, let's go, let's go freshman year, ninth grade, ninth grade Elias and whatever girl you had a crush on. Well, whatever. I had a girlfriend ninth grade year. All right. Let's pick a different year.
1: <laughs> because, well, because the crush ended up becoming my girlfriend. Like that's.
0: I see what you're saying. So see, it worked out for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so. I was not that guy, man. See, and I was like, how, how did this happen to me? Like, I, I never understood why, because she was totally like, mm-hmm. she was a bombshell, whatever. I, I didn't know, like I didn't think she would fall for me. Like, and I ended up being my best friend. Liked her too, so That's it was, always weird. Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, has was, there? Was, let me ask the
0: question then. Has there ever been someone that you really liked, and then but you never got a chance to be with? But then later on in life, there was an opportunity. Like, has that ever happened? Uh, it has happened. Okay. Um, and was it and without giving their name out or anything. Were No no names. (laughs) Was it, was it who you thought they were? Here's my point is I had this happen to me there in a few times, so a few different girls that I really liked in either middle school. So some of these people, you know, uh, (laughs) in middle school and high school, I really liked them, but I just didn't have the confidence. I wasn't super popular. And now that I'm older, like I act different. I'm, I filled out. I'm not this goofy little kid anymore. Mm -hmm. There was moments later on in life where I had opportunities to either hook up or get with some of these girls Mm -hmm. and they just weren't who I remembered them. It was weird because I thought it would be this special thing. Like I had a crush on these girls and now they're interested in me. And like, so part of me entertained it. And then I realized So I didn't hook up with any, any of there's two specific ones that I'm thinking of in my head. And I didn't do anything with them because I realized through talking to them like, Oh, either they changed or they never were the person I thought they were. I was just this horny little kid who was like <laughs> in love with like a popular girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was weird. I was like, Oh, I'm not even into this person anymore. Have you had anything like that? Oh yeah. To?
1: Yeah. Most definitely. Especially, especially cause I was DJing. So there'd be times where like I'd see them mm-hmm. or it was even before that, you know, just, uh, just running into them or something. now, like I used to go to like LBT a lot. I used to go to, uh, A little, little
0: bit of Texas for people listening that, yeah. that aren't from New Mexico. It's it's an El Paso. Bar.
1: Yeah. Uh, I used to go to Whiskey Digs, Grams. So like, you know what I mean? I saw him and then I was like, oh, you know what? I, I like this girl. I used to like her. Like, ended up having a like, conversation with her. And then
0: I was like, yo, this is whack. Like, But what do you think changed? Let's be honest. Do you think you're different or they're different or both? Um, I guess my perspective
1: of them changed. Because I, I thought they were a certain way. Or they might have been something else that I thought was going to be what I, to my appeal yeah and it ended up being different and i was like well that's not the way i thought about it in my head like it's not gonna work like or i mean it could have been just me too like you know what like acting ah, childish like i need to get the fuck out of here
0: yeah <laughs> with mine i was trying to figure out like were they always like this because both of the girls i'm thinking about were huge turnoffs like when i when i talked to them. yeah exactly and they're really pretty girls and one of them was not mean one of them was mean one of them wasn't mean, but she just wasn't who I thought she was. She was kind of stupid. I know it mm-hmm. sounds bad, but she just, like, wasn't, like, the smartest person. So both of them were things. But I remember thinking, like, is it me and I've grown outgrown them? Or were they always like this? And I was just some dumb kid who just, like, was attracted to the way they looked. See, and that's, and, that's what and, I've always tried to figure and out. And that's the
1: same thing with me. Like, that's what I was trying to figure out. I didn't know if it was maybe my, like, mm-hmm. my likes and dislikes changed or if it was
0: if it, that's how they'd always been I feel like, it's both, obviously it's both right. Cause yeah, people cause change. Yeah. But I think that I like to think that I changed what I look for in a person because mm-hmm. I have like weird crushes, like celebrity crushes um, that make no sense. Some of them. And then I have weird ones that make complete sense. Some of them are like really hot celebrities that everyone would like, but I have like some crushes where I'm like something about them. Like I get that they're not the greatest looking person, but like I just think they're kind of hot. Yeah. And so it's oh, like weird.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. But I think
0: you just like, you have a more, you're more in tune with that. Like as an adult than you are when you're younger. Yeah. And when I was younger, someone could like, I could totally be like crushing on a popular girl and some other girl, like that was not popular, but just mentioned like, yeah, hey, Will's cute. I'd be like, Oh my, and I'd all of a sudden be into them. I think I was just like into who was ever into me. I'm, like, you do <laughs> oh, what? like, and then I'm like, Oh
1: my God, like she's kind of hot. Well, did you ever have like that experience where it was all of a sudden? Like, I think that's probably what you're talking about, but it was like, you didn't think this person liked you, but you kind of liked them. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's like, oh, well I've always liked you. It was like, wait, what?
0: Yeah. Like if I was the one that always liked them, is that what you mean? Or well, if they well, said if that they, they told that to you, I've been told by someone and it always throws me off. And I remember talking to a girl. I must've been like 21 or 22, mm-hmm. um, similar situation. Not one of the two girls I was thinking of. Um, uh, but I just like met her at a friend's party and started talking to me and she had made a comment like that. Like I always had a crush on you. Like always. And I was like, what? You know what I mean? And not that I was interested in her. um, And I don't know if that's true or not. I think maybe she could have said that. uh, Maybe something people say. But I like to think that men do that. I don't know if girls do that as much. I know guys do for sure because. Truth comes out when you're drinking, bro. And we were both drinking. So maybe she was being honest. Maybe she did. But there was a moment where I was like, never in a million years would I thought that girl would have been interested in me. (laughs) I think people just suck at expressing stuff. Cause I remember, remember you are like that mean oh, okay I'll tell a funny story, one of my good friends at Aniate and I almost want to use his name because he's such a good friend that I feel like he wouldn't care, but on the off chance he might um I'll leave it out but he uh one of my we'll really one of my really good friends let me live with him when I ran away from home, and uh his sister is pretty hot and she went to school with me oh and uh Anyways, I wasn't the coolest guy. Like, I was kind of awkward, and I didn't know how to like take things right, whatever. Um, and so, one day, a girl he was dating picked up on, it and they were older. He was older than me, and so she thought, like, you know, girls are way more thoughtful than men. Yeah. She thought, oh, I can tell who likes her. I know she likes him. I'm gonna try to hook them up. Ooh. And so she comes over to my apartment one day, as she did all the time because I lived with her boyfriend. And she said, hey. Um, We're going to go out to eat at Hooters. Um, And this girl, I almost used her name on accident. This other girl, the sister, is going to come too. Would you want to come eat with us? At the time, I was super poor. So in my head, I thought, free meal. Like, (laughs) yes, I am in. So I go with them. to Hooters, just oblivious to what's going on. And uh, I'm sitting across from the sister and then the girlfriend's next to me of the brother. I know it's getting confusing. No, no, no. Yeah, no. My roommate's girlfriend's here. sister, girl. Brother's not there. Um, Oh. It's his girl. He's at work. Oh, so his girl girl's sister. You? Yep, exactly. Oh. So me and two girls, and it was a sister across from me, and my roommate's girlfriend next to me, and we're eating food. And uh, I, I now looking back on it now, I can pick up on it, but at the time I didn't. She was like, "Hey, uh, you've been hanging out with so and so," and like, and then the other girl was like, "Yeah, like it's been fun. Do you what do you like about her?" And I'm like, "Oh, she's like the coolest person ever." Like we like, and I, so it was like I weird. I grew up with her. Yeah, yeah. And then anyways, out of nowhere, anyways, we had stopped eating. We're hanging out she decides that she's going to kiss me and I must have been maybe a sophomore in high school. Uh, and I didn't know how to handle things very well. So out of nowhere, she leans across the table and just kisses me. And uh, so it was like a moment. Even my
1: eyes got big. Yeah. I'm like,
0: so it was a moment where that happened. And I go, and I look over at the other girl and she's looking at me like, <laughs> what do you think? And it was this weird moment where I felt cornered. I felt like they set me up, which they did, but that's not a bad thing. I literally said like, so I end up getting mad looking back, it's so embarrassing because I didn't know how to handle that moment. Yeah. I go, you set me up, didn't you? To the girl. And she goes, well, yeah, but like, but like what do you like? You guys like each other? And I was like, I look at the other girl. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Like, I can't believe you did this. I made a big deal. I leave to the restroom and I'm like, oh, I was mad. And then anyways, like, meanwhile, the two girls are like, what is up with him? And like the other girl who had just kissed me, I'm sure she was like, oh, like, he's not who I thought. It. I totally ruined the whole thing. And so I embarrassed myself. I came out, I'm like, just take me back. I can't believe you guys did this to me. And see, but I could see your
1: standpoint because that was your boy who took you in. I, now, let was, me
0: just say this. The, the brother who's my friend could drop me in a second, really good boxer, really good fighter, aggressive bean guy, mm-hmm. not to me, but he was one of my best friends. And I remember thinking like, he is going to beat me up. Like they didn't let me know. See, that so they, you
1: were thinking rationally there were, Totally but I was also being yeah.
0: irrational in the sense that I could handle it better. I handle it immature. I essentially made the girl feel like something was wrong with her. Yeah. When I should have just said like, Hey, Oh my God, I do like you. I just think it's weird. I could have totally handled it better, but yeah. And then I ended up calling my friend and be like, dude, like, like Let if I you like just cheated or something. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I hope you're not mad. And he goes like, dude, I, I knew that would happen. Like she likes you. But at See, that
1: time, he even knew and he didn't even tell you. But like, but At yo, that time bro. I'd already
0: ruined it. And I actually did like the girl, by the way. And so, like, I just nothing ever came of it. She totally switched how she felt about me, rightfully so, because I acted like an idiot. Yeah. But I look back on that, and I go, like, God, like, I didn't know how to even handle a girl that liked me. Like, I didn't know how to handle it. <laughs> Whether I liked her or not, there's a, a right and a wrong way to handle that, and I definitely handled it wrong. <laughs> and when I look back, I'm like, God. Like, I should have done this. I was such an See, asshole to that girl. Knew,
1: if you knew now what you should have known then.
0: Exactly. So I look back, and I think, like, how stupid was I, like, in that moment? And I'm so glad I grew up. Do you have a moment like that where you like you ruined a moment with a girl you maybe you liked or something? Can you uh, think of anything? I think you were in my grade in
1: seventh grade. Okay. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember big old? The big Tire? old?
0: Big old tires?
1: No. Do, <laughs> do you remember the big old crowd that circled on the basketball court? The corral? Crowd. like the corral. How, yes. 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 Do you remember me getting slapped in front of the whole seventh grade?
0: So I know the girl you're talking about. <laughs> Should we leave her name
1: out? Oh, uh, yeah. Just,
0: just in case we'll we'll leave names out. Okay. So what's, what's the story? So the
1: whole issue was like, I liked her. She liked me. We met because we started dancing on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. That's how like it actually became a thing. And everybody like it, it wasn't her. It was me. Everybody was giving me shit because they said she had peach fuzz, a mustache which I never noticed. She kind
0: of did. (laughs) I'm so glad we left her name out. She did a little bit, but she was also a good looking girl. So That's also a weird thing, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I I I never know. We're so shallow right now. I didn't
1: notice that, but just because of like, like me with dancing, that's so like you, we talked about in the last episode, like dance battling and stuff. like, Like I felt energy and stuff like with dancing. So with dancing with people,
0: that was one of my things. I got like, you. So you felt a connection with her through where you didn't even scene. notice yeah. like the. Yeah. And you normally don't notice when girls have that unless you're in the sun. But like it was on the just, court. <laughs> it was just
1: everybody giving me shit about it, which ended up putting me in a situation like, do I stay or do I go? So I was like, you know what? Like, all right. Like, I don't want to hear anybody talking about it. I'm done. I don't want to do it. So no more. So you
0: broke up with her because, because you were of the, tired of hearing because the of
1: the peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and peer pressure is a thing, bro. Oh, especially obviously at that you, age. you saw the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so she didn't know I broke up with her. I was like, you know what? I just don't want to do with it. I'm it not was a big
0: thing to break up with someone in middle school. Cause there was only a certain few amount and of people And you couldn't were do it through dating. text message. And it had to be an event. Yeah. It was like a big thing. You
1: couldn't do it through text message or Snapchat or email or anything. Yeah. It was had to do in person. And then you only told a certain few amount of people, but they ended up telling everybody. Yeah, there's a crowd for stuff so, like that. So she walks to the basketball court when we were playing. She's like, "Since when did we break up?" And that was all since now. And everyone was all, yeah, oh. "It was like that,
0: dude." Yeah, it was a big deal. You bro. were you there? Well, I did, I'm not gonna remember your dialogue, bro. <laughs> like I, I remember it happening, but I don't remember you going since now. Like I don't remember that part, dude. I, I mean, I
1: was just like, since now, like I don't want to do it. That's kind of cold, and man.
0: I, I've, I feel, like I, you feel
1: apologize I feel, you know what I did and she didn't remember because there was something tragic that happened. I think happened I remember you saying that on the last middle, podcast. Did I really? Did I, think, I talk about it? Okay. I think I
0: remember you saying that like you apologized and she didn't remember it happening.
1: Yeah, not at all. She, she's like, I don't remember. She's like, if it did, sorry. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Like it. And this was years ago. So, but
0: yeah, I ended up getting slapped in front of the whole seventh, first seventh grade class. That's why I remember it. See, I don't remember the dialogue, but I remember you getting slapped and I remember that being a big deal hey Rios got slapped and then he flunked and then he flunked that's probably why <laughs> because he got slapped in front of the seventh grade nobody liked it the no. things that are big deals man like those it, it's just it, yeah
1: and it's crazy that kids now deal with so much other like different stuff than we did
0: yeah yeah and we don't do you have kids I don't know. No, Sorry, thank, you okay thank, thank god. god you're about to say it. <laughs> thank god i don't have any kids but i really do want kids and i have a lot of friends with kids and so I don't know the full aspect of where it's at, but I just know like through association, mm-hmm. um, like what the generation of kids now that our problems when we we're kids were different. Right. Oh, we yeah. had certain like things that all the kids did that were huge issues, but now it's all like tech and online stuff. So this new generation of kids are like, it's, and you can be anyone online. If you ever watch a show, catfish, it's proof. of that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I am so nervous that when I have kids, because I don't want to be the overbearing parent that like takes their internet away. Because they're just gonna get it some other how. But I also get nervous that like they're gonna be on some weird sites or they're gonna like you know what I mean? Like what's the future look like for like our children like on the internet? It's gotta be wild, man.
1: See, and that's what I'm scared of. Cause last time we talked too, I'd been single for seven years and now yeah. Now you're in a relationship. Now I'm in a relationship. I live with her. Um I keep it a little bit more private. Yeah. Just because of me DJing and everything. Like, like haters come in all forms. So you know what I mean? I, I don't want her to get any, like, negativity or get people, like, talking crap, you know? Like, just because I live the nightlife, so it's a little bit harder. Yeah. Um. She wants kids. And I'm like, all right, cool. She has a messed up back, so that's one issue there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we can wait. Like, you need to get that fixed because once you have a kid and you're
0: she has a slip disc, it's... I see what you're saying. That would be an issue, like, so that most pregnant women have back pain... Just from being pe- pregnant. So you're saying if she has yeah, pre-existing I, I, back pain. I've seen her issue. like
1: she's passed out on me like in my oh, arms. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like, it, like she's had, she hasn't had it lately, but she, ha- she had it. Yeah. it to where She already passed out in my arms and stuff. So I'm like, look, like you have any, like that's what she wants. I'm like, you having a kid right now? Not a good idea. Like you need to get that fixed. You need to see if you can and then figure it out. And then, but then me, I'm like, I hear what's going on in the world and stuff. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want kids right now.
0: I get that. And I, I I can relate to why you wouldn't. I just think there's always something there's always when we were young, it was nine 11. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's Columbine. There's always something that makes it super scary to not have kids. Yeah. And uh, I think that's life, but I I can relate to you whenever you say like, I don't want to bring a kid up in this world. I think that's perfectly normal, but I also think the world isn't going to change anytime soon. If anything, it's going to get scarier. And Mm -hmm. was the world not scary for us as kids? Like, look at me. I ended up in foster care. Like, we had a friend we talked about in the last podcast, like shoot himself in the backyard Mm -hmm. and we're kids, man. Like, do you think this world's getting any easier? No. And so it's like, I don't want to be the person that always wanted to do something and didn't out of fear. Like, I feel like I'm the type of person that would do it and just hope and rely on that. I, I, if I don't know something that I'll figure it out and I don't know if I'll be the best parent, but I definitely know I won't be as bad as my parents were. I definitely won't give my kid away. You know what I mean? Like I, being present is half the battle. There's uh Candace yeah. Owens is, is one of, uh, and I'm not too political, but she's one uh, one of the politicians that really talks about how the number one precursor for poverty is single parenthood. So if you're going to be poor, which being poor leads to homelessness, which leads to mental health disorders, which leads to drug use, which leads to a bunch of other things, right? Not always, but mostly. Most mm-hmm. of those things are tied into poverty. Well, how do we stop poverty? What's the number one main factor in poverty not the entire thing it is single parenthood so people that have one parent are like like 8 times more likely to to grow up in poverty mm-hmm. and so and they're also more likely to not learn something and it's typically an absent father right it's very rare that it's an absent mother but that does happen and so literally the best thing you can do for your children is just be there and i know mm-hmm. that sounds bad and i'm not advocating for mediocrity like just showing up is good enough that's not you have to grow you have to learn what it's like to be a parent, how to be better. You know what I mean? I believe in all that, but Mm -hmm. right off the bat, just being present in your child's life, you're already setting that person up to at least not be in poverty. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that part alone is, is good. So anyways, long story short, I think that if you ever decided to be a parent, just be present and be there and be available for that kid. And the world is going to be crazy no matter what. But if you can just be there as a guiding light, Mm. as, as someone who, is a voice of reason to someone who's learning how to even have a voice at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that could already set it up to be good. Um, Oh yeah. Most yeah. definitely.
1: Especially cause my family, well, you know, my family, my family is huge. You have a big family. So, yeah. so having a big family is a big thing for me. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I can, and I can see where like, you know, like what was the difference when I, our parents were, or like your foster parents or my parents were like raising us, like the stuff that they had to deal with, like, cell phones were just coming in like mm-hmm. nobody understood like the whole text messaging thing uh internet was starting to come out like bigger and better like a lot of these kids won't know what dial-up is but it was a thing and and who knows how many people were already catfishing then oh yeah you you know so it like it was something that they kind of had to adjust to too um and and as time goes on i understand like I, I just can, feel I'm you can I'm prepare not in
0: for everything, and there's yeah. always going to be something you didn't prepare for. Yeah. As you just said time goes on; there's going to be some new thing you don't get. Exactly,
1: uh, and and it's just it might be my preference just because of the lifestyle that I'm living mm-hmm. and everything. Like it, it'll be hard for me, especially like if I have kids, I won't be a DJ no more. And that's just that's not that's me being personal because I want to be there on Saturday nights, Sunday nights, Friday nights when
0: I have weekends off. I get what you're saying. Yeah. That makes sense. Everything you're saying is making sense. And I think that, I think you're a smart enough guy that when you get to that point, you'll figure out like how to do it mm-hmm. or what's the best way to do it. And exactly like you just said, like my first thought was like, well, don't give up what you love for your kids, but I get what you're saying. Like it does take away weekends and mm-hmm. times, those that times that baseball are baseball game,
1: wrestling yeah, tournaments, basketball tournament, boxing, whatever.
0: Yeah, but you'll figure it out. Like people figure things out. People sacrifice things all the time because they figure out what's important to them. And so that's all I'm saying. And you can't plan for certain. You ever see Fifty Fifty? That movie with uh, it's Seth Rogen and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, where he has he gets cancer. Oh, it's I, a comedy slash. I've seen, slash bit, a I've seen bits part. and pieces. It's essentially in a nutshell about a guy who lives his life straight edge. He doesn't drink. He doesn't party. He he goes to the best school. Like he lives healthiest best life that he could ever live and never takes risk and he gets cancer Mm -hmm. and so he goes like wait a minute like why am i why did i live my life this way just to get cancer anyways and then then he starts partying and this is kind of a comedy Mm -hmm. but um i remember watching that and thinking like that is an important thing you you they're not saying to go out and be reckless and you know what i mean but you can live a certain way your whole life and you could still die you could Mm -hmm. still like something could still happen so you kind of have to maximize and live life based off what you're willing to do in that moment and where you're at, as opposed to having the fear of like this world's crazy. This this isn't the bad world to bring a kid up in, or it's not the right market to do this. People say things like that all the time, but it's like, you're never going to know. Like, yeah. you could walk out of this studio today and get hit by a car and it really doesn't matter what you thought of, you know what I mean? So it's like, you can't live in fear of what may happen. You kind of have to just maximize what you want.
1: Yeah. There was a singer on American Idol that just performed uh, this year and she's got like a 10% chance to live. Really? And she's got cancer. Yeah. She's got like cancer in her, in her lungs. and I think in her liver. She's good. And she said, yeah, she got to go Buzzard, Good singer. She said, you can't wait for everything to be good in life for you to start being happy. So it may like, you got to go out, you got to experience life. You got to do whatever you want, like your ambitions and everything. You got to chase them. You, you have to go for them. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. Like, I feel like the reason I wasn't like that good in middle school and high school and stuff. And the reason I wanted to get out of college or like I wanted, I didn't want to go to college. I just felt like my life was far bigger than that. Like I felt like I was going to be something else bigger than going to get a degree and and being a doctor or being whatever. Like, because when I got out of college, I didn't know what I wanted to be. And music was something that always stuck with me. DJing was something that always brought me back. Like I, like I said in the last podcast, dude, uh, skip generation. I skipped a few years. had not played, moved, was working, got my welding certification, could go and I can go and weld somewhere and make $72 an hour. But I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be happy and, and do what I want to do.
0: So how could you find a way to do both?
1: Like how? If DJing became my main source of income, then I could probably then everything runs off of
0: my schedule. But you know the what sacrifices I mean? you would have to make in that case, mm-hmm. how many of those are you actually willing to make? Like, I like guess having a kid and making sacrifices or even having a relationship or even having roots somewhere. Like you kind of like to be successful, you kind of got to be on the go. That really yeah. limits what you can do.
1: Yeah. And that's something that I talked, that's something that I talked to my girlfriend about before we got together. I'm like, look, and that was part of the reason that I was single is because,
0: a lot of girls couldn't handle that lifestyle. And we talked about that in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And you are pretty adamant, like, hey, this is really important to yeah, me. Yeah, and I was like, I'm
1: not having a girlfriend. I don't know. But she actually supports me, and she puts up with my stuff. And I don't even say put up because she's like, go. Go do it. Go over there. Yeah. That's where you need to be. Like, she's supportive. Yeah. yeah. And that's, like, that's actually how we met because of my reggaeton, mix.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So She gets it. That's always cool. She, and I met her once, and we didn't really get to talk that much um, because she was her graduation. graduation. Yeah, she was. Um, she was having a ball, but I'm excited to meet her, man. Like, and actually have a conversation with her um, because I know you and I know if you like her, she must be really awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, when me and Laura got together, Laura, me and Laura, like everyone that always talks to us, they're always like, uh, like, how do you get like my, my, uh, little sister always tells me like, you guys are like goals. Like, I, I hope to have a relationship like you guys have. And I always hear stuff like that. And I know how to take a compliment. So I accept it. Um, and people don't always see like what happens behind doors. I don't even understand the, sometimes I have to like zoom out a bit and like to appreciate our relationship. Cause in the moment there's like a lot of little naggy things where it's like, ah, she leaves the cabinet open and she's like, ah, he doesn't put his stuff in the hamper, like things like that. Mm-hmm. But we don't fight about major things a lot, but she's so supportive of the things that make me happy. I have never had that in my life before her. Same. Uh, whether family, obviously I didn't come from a good family and I get that from adoptive family and, and friends uh, but she was really the first one to kind of uh, see me for who I was and to kind of like promote that and who I am has changed we've been together almost eight years and she still supports who I am now and mm-hmm. like when we first got together I was recording hip-hop music and that must not be a fun thing for a girl like this what, is Will he is, raps he's a rapper what does your boyfriend do he's a white guy and his hat's backwards and you know what I mean like I'm sure that's <laughs> yeah. gonna be embarrassing for her a little bit but not that the music was embarrassing, but to even say that that's a hard thing to yeah. What does he do for
1: like? And it's always someone's perspective. What do they do for the like?
0: Yes, get judged based off of
1: what we do for. Well, the he day. works
0: at a call center and he's trying to be a rapper. Like that's got to be like a weird thing. But she always held yeah. it with pride. And and uh, people that listen to my music realized I wasn't a rapper in the traditional sense. That I was like, I had, none of my songs are about money, hoes, and clubs. I mean, my music was always about painful things I'd been through or how I felt. There was always storytelling. Yeah. Um, but she always had a pride about it. Like, yeah, he's really good freestyle for him. Like for them, she would all like, she was really like in behind. Oh, you want me to do it? All right. And I'm like, wait a minute. She's not embarrassed. Like, you know what I mean? And she would always support that. And when I slowly got away from that and started doing like other things like podcasting now, she's like, oh yeah, he podcast. She's always been super proud of what I do. And, uh, I really appreciate that because it allowed me to grow. Had she been negative about it? I out of resentment, it may have like caused big issues. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's not supportive of me. Or like, oh, she doesn't really think I'm going to be something. She was way more, she was doing better in life when we got together. She yeah. already like graduated, and I was still trying to figure out how to get out of this call center. You know what I mean? Like, she was so supportive. Yeah. And to the point where I am doing better now. But almost all of it, if not all of it, has to do with the fact that she saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. Which is that I can do all these things I enjoy. Now I do podcasts. Every week, I haven't missed a week since COVID ended. Um, I go to school full time. I work my job. I go to the gym. I spend time with her. We go on big. I do it all. You know what I mean? And so it's Mm -hmm. like I get a little bit of everything. And and I I feel like I can do more, if I'm being honest. Uh, It's mostly because I have this really supportive person that's willing to like stick around and support things that aren't bringing in money. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. And so I'm blessed, man.
1: Yeah. Like, for instance, so. Uh, right when COVID started hitting everything, my buddy, uh, oh, actually my boy, shout out Table Garcia, artist, um, yep, he, he invited, yeah, invited me to an art show last November. Um, I was like, hey, I'm gonna go do an art show. Gotta go. They already booked my flight. I'm out of here. She was like, all right, go do it. Ended up going. It was in a high rise in uh Plano, Texas. So it was it was a little on the outskirts of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, they were taking up a bunch of art pieces, and one of the dudes that was there was like they got in the same elevator and he's like, Hey, uh, what's going on? And they're like, Oh, well, we're having an art show. Uh, they're doing this, blah, 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 blah for Abel Garcia. Um, he's like, cool. He's like, well, I'm the CEO of salt tequila. Like, is it okay if I go like take some bottles and hang out with you guys? And like, yeah, sure. Dude showed up, brought some bottles, hung out with us. I talked to them for a little bit. He got my information or he, he hadn't got my information yet, but he, me and him Eventually, talk. Dude. Yeah, we and him talk. So a few weeks later, it passes, and uh, he reaches out to the girl that he had a conversation with that lives in the high-rise. She's like, she calls Abel. Is like, Abel, get a hold of your boy. This dude wants to meet with Elias. Mm-hmm. So we ended up talking. I ended up hosting their their 2021 virtual New Year's Eve concert. Nice. So they had live bands, and I was just in between sets. So. I talked and everything. I ended up getting sponsored by him. Oh, wow. So I'm sponsored by salt tequila. And, uh,
0: why didn't you bring me any to <laughs> put it right here on the table?
1: I, I should have. I'll, I'll, I'll get one for come over tomorrow. I'll have a bottle.
0: If you bring me one, I'll literally put it right here for the next few episodes. Okay. And I won't even talk about it. It'll Deal. just be there. Deal. You hear that bill? <laughs> <laughs> so that way I mean, people ask, yeah. what is that?
1: So, Yeah, so I told her, I was like, look, like, perfect example. Yeah. If you would have been pissed off and you would have been like, you know what, I don't want you to go, blah, 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 blah. All you're going to do is talk to girls, this and that. You could have been so negative about it. Yeah. I was like, but since you weren't and you were supportive of that, like, look what it led to. Like, and their headquarters is based out of Miami. So uh, I still stay in contact with them. They still, they send me money to purchase bottles to to show at bars and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm going to support them like they support me. and. That's something that I got because she encouraged me to go. Yeah. Cause there's been times where I've been in relationships where like, Oh, you just want to go to go party and talk to girls. And, and you'll
0: miss opportunities because you care. And so you'll like, I want to go. I know good things can happen, but I really don't want to upset her. Had she been negative about it? Yeah. Like, and then uh, you would have missed out on stuff. And I'm like, Hey guys, yeah.
1: I can't go. Like I, I need to stay here. Like I'm trying to make things good here. But that's the thing is like, you don't have to make things good like so much you they had to support you just as much as you support them like
0: people that did great things were called crazy at one point Mm -hmm. and so and they did something different you think all the people in the neighborhood were happy that ben franklin was flying a kite in the thunderstorm they thought he was a goddamn moron Mm -hmm. what is he doing that lightning's going to kill you you know what i mean like these are people that had obviously i'm going way back but look at elon musk people thought he was out of his mind when he said he was going to dig tunnels under la or fly a ship into space and now he's one of the richest people in the world. People thought Jeff Bezos was crazy for starting an online bookstore, which is what Amazon was. They're I like, remember. that's never going to work. People go to, this is back when libraries were, you people know, what I mean? go Ram. Like, no, one's, no one's going to get a digital book, an audio book. It's never going to work. And now he's audio the podcast. richest person. Yeah. And so it's like, it's crazy because you have the same thing with Steve jobs with the iPod. They're like, there's no way you're putting all that music on one little tiny thing. Everyone is crazy until they're not. And so it's like when people in relationships need to know this, but when people have an idea, if it sounds out of this world, good. If it sounds normal and something doable, that means someone's already done it. But if you want great things to happen, if someone says, Hey, I want to try this. I want to try that. Just support them because maybe, maybe it is dumb, but maybe it's not like, these are the chances that you have to take to even have an opportunity to have Mm -hmm. a great idea or thought.
1: And vice versa. I'm a firm believer in like you surround. uh, My brother told me this, You're judged by the company you keep, but yeah, it it meant a lot to me. It was just like, Oh, like whoever I hang around with, that's who I'm going to become or whatever. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm this age, I'm a firm believer. Like when you have a war path and you're trying to get somewhere, if you have, when you start blocking out the people that'll bring you down Mm -hmm. or that try and obstruct you from it, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing because you still be friends with them or whatever. But people that are, when you start going in a direction that you want to go, you will find people that are like-minded and that want the same thing just in different directions. Maybe like you, like say for instance, I want to do DJing. You want to do your podcast and everything. I'm going to back you up. You're going to back me up. And we're still on a war path to get somewhere Yeah, and support each other too. Uh, I remember talking about on the with when I was listening with DJ black about people wanting hookups and stuff too. Like, Hey, like hook me up with the, yeah, you got me right. That's how they are. Yeah. 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 Hook me up. Hook me up. If you want to hook somebody up, support them.
0: Buy their merch. I'm so glad you said that because I think that it's important. It's like the, do you ever work fast food at all or anything like that? Does Starbucks count? Sure. So (laughs) I worked at Sonic. I worked at Pizza Hut. Uh My friends would come in and they would try to get free pizza or free Sonic. And it's like, I'm not a manager, man. Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so it's like, or when there's products, like one of my, even like weed, I have a friend that sells weed and everyone's trying to get free weed from him. I'm like, if that's your boy, pay for the weed, man. And give him a tip. Because you're supporting your friend's business. That's yeah. what it is. If you really, really care, the weed example may not be the best one, but <laughs> by the way, you should be tipping your weed person. Um, <laughs> if your friend has a business or something they're profiting on, like being a DJ or a podcast, which I don't make any money off of, but have I, had I made money off of it and you have the opportunity, you should support it, right? Exactly. You should. If your friend does something, you should pay, at least you can do is pay what everyone else pays. But at the best, you can give a little extra because you're supporting your buddy.
1: Think about it this way: you go get a haircut with your barber. Yes, tip or no tip? That's a good, that's a good example.
0: You have to tip automatically, right? You have Even to.
1: if uh, There's times where, like, if you if it's the shittiest haircut if you don't in the tip, world, don't go back to that barber because yeah. he's gonna fuck your yeah. hair up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you always tip your barber. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Tattoo yeah. artists. hey, you don't ask for a hookup. Even if he gives you a hookup, what do you do? If he does a good job, what do you do? You freaking tip him another. 10, 15 bucks just to cover it. Here's a good example Same too. Thing, yeah. Nick
0: Clark, who I had on this podcast was, uh, he used to bartend at Whiskey Dicks. Mm-hmm. Still bartends, just at a different place. We used to go in and he would hook it up. I would bring me, my fiance, two or three friends, and then I'd run into someone. We'd have shots, drinks all night. And I would go directly to Nick. And every single time I went to him, my bill was way lower than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Like a whole night of drinking, 15 bucks. Now I could easily have been, that's my boy. Ha <laughs> ha. See, I told you guys in the left. Whatever I would have spent, and I kind of kept a pretty good idea. I would tip him, not even a good tip, because people say like, "Oh, throw him some extra money." I, I was gonna spend that money anyways. Mm-hmm. So I went to my buddy. If I knew, I would ask him. This is how it was. I'd go, "Hey, what would it have been?" He'd give me my ticket for fifteen bucks. He's uh, on a night where there's a bunch of people. It's like honestly, it'd been like eighty, ninety bucks. You know what I mean? I'm like, cool. And when it was less, he would go like, honestly, man, like that was about what it was. Like I just had to charge it to my manager. Yeah. Whatever he said he could have told me and been like 150 bucks and he charged me for 15. I would have tipped him the other 135. I tipped him whatever it would have been. So I, because he deserves that and it's a win win and it's my boy and he's not just hooking me up. I want to hook him back up too, because I would prefer to give my money directly to the person hooking me up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but that's not everyone sees it that way. Most Mm -hmm. people think like, Oh, we'll come back here and only here because I get free drinks or cheap drinks. Like, nah, hook your boy up. Whatever it is, if it's if they're making money and there's an opportunity there, support them with with that. It's the least you can do. Yeah, for sure, most
1: definitely. Especially in the nightlife, well, yeah, it's it. it, it tip, pay your boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everybody always wants freebies, bro. But like, you know what I mean? If you really want to support somebody and what they do and how they do it, like, pay them what they're worth.
0: Yeah, at well, least what they're worth, if not more. Yeah, because you're you know them and you want them to do well, and so. I don't know. It's very rare at anything in life that I don't tip. I have been victim of not tipping a server <laughs> a few times, and I try to tip everyone. You have to really mess up for me to not tip you. But I've yeah. had a few people that were so bad that I'm like, if I tipped you, I'd be like enabling because like you were an asshole, man. Like you mess. If someone messes up something, that's fine. People mess up all the time. Yeah. It's, a, it's about how you handle it. Like if a server comes up to me, like I'm sorry, let me. I'll, I'll tip you just as much as I would tip anyone else if you took care of it. But I've had servers come up and, and be an asshole. Like, literally, I've had a server be an asshole to me. I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, I'm not tipping this person. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings one time and didn't. I got sat. What happened is I walked in and nobody, like, I was just waiting there for a long. This is Buffalo Wild Wings. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> and I stood there. Nobody came over. I had to wave my hand. This person was like, oh, uh, let me get you over here. They sat us in the middle of the long bench full of other people. It wasn't mm-hmm. even, like, our own spot. I'm like whatever. It's me and a buddy, just two of us, and we sat there, waited for a drink, literally almost an hour. At 30 minutes in, I end up waving someone out, and I said, "Hey, we got sat here, but no one's come. Oh, we're gonna, we'll send someone over to you." Okay, cool. No drinks, nothing. 30 minutes. Another 30 minutes goes by. It's almost an hour. An hour, dang. And we're sitting there, and the only reason we even stayed this long is because there was a fight on. We really wanted to watch the fight. And at this time, I was embarrassed. My friend came into town from Midland. And I'm like, God, this is how, this is an impression of Los Angeles. And it's Cruces. always how
1: it happens. You bring somebody from out of town. Yes. And it, I'm like, oh.
0: so I just like got mad. And I just like, dude, let's get out of here, man. Let's go to wing daddies or somewhere else. And we start walking out and we're about to leave. And I look over and I saw this guy who was bigger than me, by the way. Um, I don't want to say double. He's a, he's, he's a big guy and I'm a big guy. He's bigger than me. He was a manager. I can tell he had the, the different shirt than the rest of the workers. And he had the name tag. And he was like in slacks as opposed to like a, any other outfit. And I was about to just leave, and I saw him, and regardless of how big he was, I was like, nah. I just, like, I turned to him. I said, hey, man, just so you know, I've been sitting there for a goddamn hour watching all your servers fucking walk around doing nothing. And I even had a server walk directly at me, make eye contact, freak out, and leave, man. I was like, we've been sitting here for an hour. No one's going to take a drink. And he turned red, and he was a black guy. He turned red. Light-skinned black guy. But he started turning red, and mm-hmm. I think I was scaring him. And I realized like how aggressive I was being, but it's only because I felt disrespected from that happening. Yeah. And he was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Let me go get someone. I said, don't waste your goddamn time, man. You guys should have got someone 30 minutes ago when you said you're going to, I just, I just let it all out. And he was shaking. This guy was shaking. Like, like if I was going to attack him and I was talking to him and I talked with my hands. And so I, I realized I was scaring him and I said, Hey man, I don't mean to be rude to you. I know it wasn't your fault, but just so you know, I'm never coming here ever again. And I just left, man. And uh, obviously I didn't leave a tip, even though they brought waters or whatever. Like, but <laughs> Well, like, you can't, you didn't get anything. So, but no even if I had, tip. I wouldn't have tipped, but it's like something like that, that I was like, dude, I can't believe this. Is, and maybe it was just a weird day or something. I don't know, but yeah, I'll never forget that. But little things like that, where I'm like, this is blatantly like crazy. Like I, I won't tip for stuff. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit. We kind of talked about this off camera whenever you first got here, mm-hmm. but uh, that, uh, that person cuz i feel like this is going to be a big story whenever uh whenever the podcast airs but there was a guy that essentially killed the dude at Apodaca Park oh and i was telling you a little bit about it so i don't know the whole story but i know part of it and i got to it. research a little bit of it so whenever the one with Matthew airs we kind of touched on it a little bit but now i have more of the details so essentially this guy at Apodaca Park had had killed a guy and cut his head off and was playing soccer with his head and it was like a, it is a big story. So by the time this comes out, more details will have come out. But apparently from what I know, see, there's this thing going around where people were like, oh, he, sh- he was convicted of a murder a couple of years ago and he should never have been Well, out. He was
1: tried for a murder, but never
0: convicted. That's the, so far from what I've read, he was not convicted. So that's part of the story that mm-hmm. people are not talking about. He was, he was let go, which is why he was free. So a lot of people are blaming like prosecutors and stuff like that. Like this guy should never been about, but I think there's always multiple sides of a story. And I try to speak on something unless I know a bunch of facts on it. Mm-hmm. So we can only talk about what we know. But I feel like both sides of this story, I feel like there's obviously a mental health issue there, right? Like this guy mm-hmm. isn't sane if he's doing stuff like this. But I always feel like the, the system and the way it works, like we're easy to like say things. Like what do we do with people like that? What do you think? Like how, how do you even like You know, do you rehabilitate? Like what do you do when someone's so far out of their mind that they're willing to go to those lengths? Well when I
1: was in college we actually did so when I was in college I was doing uh, criminal justice so mm-hmm. they for one of the classes they're like all right raise your hand if you're uh for the death penalty okay. a few of us raise our hands uh raise your hands if you're against it so a few uh the rest of the class raise their hands or whatever and they're like yeah. all right everybody that was against it I want to want you to write an essay on why you're for it and if you're smart And if you're, or I want to write why you'd be against it. Yeah. Yeah. And do mental health is such a big thing like that. Nobody, a lot of people are starting to touch base on it now, but back then it was just like, no, you're crazy. Like lock them up.
0: Yeah. Crazy is crazy. And you can't be around people. Yeah. But that's not true, but that's how people see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, obviously if you have like a past mental health issue, like something should have been addressed then Mm -hmm. and, and something should have been figured out. Like, even if it was a part of the justice system, and they didn't convict them. They should have figured out why, uh, why they had the reasons for doing whatever they did.
0: Yeah, but it's almost like, what do you do? Let's say they did know. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you even do with that person? Lock them up. You kind with of just other people who also have similar thoughts. Like, I'm not sure that's the best way to go. No, I yeah. don't know what is, but mm-hmm. I know that like locking someone up is the easy way for us in the world to feel safe. True, it's like put this person away, and I don't have to worry about them. But in reality, in this person's case, he didn't go away. He came back. And so there has to be something like some sort of path where people can get help. And I don't know what it is. I think it starts from the stigma of mental health and people just always think that it's like bad. And and with schizophrenia or bipolar, which is pretty common, a lot of like, people don't realize how common these mental health conditions are, Mm -hmm. but we're quick to just be like, that person's crazy and they get labeled as crazy and they just can't be around people. But look, a lot of those things are treatable. Like, if you can go back in time and stop this from happening, you would think that you would find someone that could help this person. And not that it takes away from if he did commit that original crime, but we want to make sure that people aren't doing this again. And we get that a lot with people that have like child abuse or sexual abuse against children. It's like, they don't know what to do with these people. And so they get no rehabilitation because they first of all, feel ashamed and all this stuff. And I'm not condemning or I'm not saying that we should, feel sympathy for people that commit these crimes. unless Mm -hmm. not that at all. But I'm saying there has to be something that we do with these types of people where they can grow. And I don't know what that is yet, but I don't think that locking people up is always the best solution. Maybe that plus something else. Like if you're in jail, can't you be like going through a specific program to help you work that out or like talk about it? I don't know what to do, man, but I feel like it's becoming more and more of an issue where we get these kinds of things. It's
1: becoming more of a, more and more of an issue because it's, more known on social media now. It's that's always, true. it's always been an issue. It just it, it's just publicized. It's just public. Yeah, shoved exactly. in our
0: faces and that's scary. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just more, uh, we have our, we have access to, I mean, you, you can find out what something happened in Florida two minutes ago. If you go and look at it or New York or LA or wherever, you know, you have that access to your phone to where, and, and things get thrown on your phone too, that you didn't even know. You're like, Oh, what the heck? Like this just happened. Like the, at the shooting in downtown Austin, like, I heard about it the next day, like the next morning Yeah, on my way to work. Like Las Cruces posted about it. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? it's a
0: big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, a, it's at our fingertips, but we do fall victim to like headline news where people just read the headline. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, that's what you go off of. That's what people talk about. But there's so much more details. I do here, here's the thing. Have you seen uh, making a murder on Netflix? Mm-mm. It's about a guy that was, it looks a lot like he was falsely accused of a murder and spent a lot of time in prison. And then the government essentially got him again. And so he's in jail to this day for a crime he probably didn't commit. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if we see that, and there was a big uproar when that documentary came out where people were like, that's wrong. He's in jail for the wrong reasons. Well, these are the same reasons why you can't condemn other people for the things they do, because there's details that we don't know. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we live in a world where we only see what's publicized, but there's more to the story. And I would encourage everyone to like really get facts before you make an opinion on something. You can speak on something based off what you know. That's one of the beauties of living in America, freedom of speech. We get to talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. But before you make massive judgments, I think you should really get to know stuff. Because I'm victim of this. Remember, we are talking about on the last podcast, like whenever I was known, like when I ran away from home and took my little brother, and there was a news story that I was like a kidnapper. Yeah, I remember that. And for a whole like 48 hours, everyone thought I was a kidnapper. And then the new news story comes out where they showed that I was in an abusive home. But it's like, you can't just react on what they put because there's always more to the story. And so, and again, we're talking about a person who probably did commit a really bad crime and maybe, maybe we should be mad at him. Probably we should. But I'm just saying in general, like we got to be aware of like headlines and what they do to us because we think that we know the story because we've read the headline. But there's so much stuff that goes beyond the scene that we don't know about.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. At one
0: point, I know this is going to be hard for people to swallow. This guy that did that crazy thing someone's head off and kicked it around the park at one point that's that's someone's son Mm -hmm. that guy was a baby at one point he was a child and we protect children and we look out for them and we see the best in them and we understand that kids make mistakes but that kid grew up to be an adult and we now just throw all that out and we just see this crazy person
1: well yeah like the like the netflix uh the night stalker yep i saw that one too you know what i mean like that dude was like abused as a kid like you know what yeah. I mean? he did something bad, his dad like chained him up in a, in a cemetery.
0: Yeah. It, like it's well, crazy because we don't, we stop seeing them as people. And I think to grow is to go back to the original question of how do we stop this from happening? I think we need to understand that people go through real shit and they could easily turn into this person. Or if there's compassion or a path or an opportunity there for that person to grow and understand, maybe they could be different. I like to see the best in people. Same. And I like to think that if we catch it at the right time, like this person, if there was an opportunity to go back in time, would we get him? Like, would we just kill him off? If there's a time machine and we can go back in time, would we just kill him off because he's going to grow up to do something bad? Or would we try to intervene and change him to where he doesn't make that mistake? Well,
1: yeah, it's, well, it's the same thing like Hitler, like too, like if, like if you had a chance back in time, like, and you knew what he was going to become,
0: would you have stopped it? Like, yeah, would you stop it by taking them out though or would you stop it by intervening and hoping that you can influence this person to not be that person?
1: Yeah, and it and you know what? You can put everything, all the cards right in front of whoever's going on the wrong path. You can say, look, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. or this, Or not even what you need to do. This is how you can do it. This is why you need to do it. Like this will help you better. But nobody will want to do it unless they want to help themselves. Yeah. And, and that's a big thing too, is if people don't want to help themselves or if they can't, or they don't know how to, uh, now I understand, I understand like, how do you go about it and getting them in the right direction? Like pointing them like, Hey, like this is where you need to go. Like this, like where you're going is not on a path to righteousness. It's going to end up bad for you or for whoever
0: else is around you. Yeah. It's hard because if you, you, you kind of said it perfectly, which is if it doesn't directly mm-hmm. impact you, you kind of like, don't take interest in it naturally and that makes perfect sense you know what i mean if it's has nothing to do with your life like Mm -hmm. it's not going to impact you the way it would if it directly impacted you if it affected you or your family in some way but it's hard because i like to see the best in people and it gets me in trouble sometimes because i i know some people that have done some bad things but i really do think they're good people yeah and i like to approach it in that way but i'm also aware that they could do something bad to me or they could so i have good boundaries mm-hmm. but i like to see the best in people i like to think that people have a chance to change man and uh again maybe this person's so far gone that they don't but i like to think at some point there there could have been a chance or maybe see, there still could be i don't know
1: and i've like the same way that you are is the same way i am like you yeah always, you always gotta look out for the best in people because you don't know if if they catch it or you don't know if something that you say might ring in their head and be like oh you know what like I always said no one cared about me, but obviously Will was always was always a, a good person to me. Like, yeah, may, maybe maybe what he said was true, or maybe what he said was right. Maybe I should listen to that. And and it goes back to sometimes like, can they help themselves, and are they willing to help themselves? Yeah, like uh, for instance, like one of the the be, one of the best tight ends now in the NFL, Darren Waller. I'm a Raider fan. Shout out to Raiders! Let's go. Uh, he was he was doing drugs big time. Like, was he? I didn't know that, bro. He was bad. Well, when he played for the Ravens, he was really bad. And one of his teammates actually interviewed him and they were talking about it. And he was like, Yeah, he's like, The point in time where it changed my life was I went to my normal buyer. I thought I was getting what I normally got. He's like, That's what changed my life was I I blacked out for five hours. He's like, I woke up and I was like 20 minutes away from the practice field. And his teammate was like, I didn't know that's what you were going through then. He's like, I didn't know. That's what you were were uh, living through at that time in your life. Yeah. He's like, if I would have reached out, he's like, you think it would have helped maybe like change something? And the first thing he said, is like, no. He's like, because I wasn't ready to help myself.
0: Yeah. And that's fair. But we also don't know if we don't take the opportunity. I would rather take the opportunity and be wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather try to help and maybe exactly. no matter what I did, it wouldn't have helped. I, I can live with that. But looking back, when someone passes away, we all do the thing where we go, What could I have done differently? True. And we all have to be really, really genuinely honest with ourselves. When someone passes away, they go, or let's say someone's suicidal or something, right? Mm -hmm. And they pass away. People usually go like, if I only would have known, I would have done something. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Here's why. You probably did know. I think people don't intervene and it's easy when it's already over to say I would have. But here's the reality is people show signs all the time and we ignore them. And not out of malice or trying to be evil or anything, but we have lives and we have things that we prioritize and care about. And those things just aren't priorities to us. Mm -hmm. And so being genuinely honest, like maybe not, maybe you just approach things differently. That's not bad. It's not your responsibility. Mm -hmm. But if there's a chance that you care about someone and there's a chance, I'm sorry, if you care about someone and there's a chance you could do something differently, you should always do it. Even if it could mean nothing, Mm -hmm. because I'd rather you do it and it mean nothing than you to look back and regret that you did nothing. Yeah, exactly. And that's tough, man. And I've lost some friends where I think that, and as someone who's lost as much as I've lost, I had to stop beating myself up about that and just learn. You're right to learn, like, maybe, like, it's not our responsibility, but like, don't after the fact, try to say that you would have or could have done something, do it. And if you didn't do it before, that's okay. It wasn't your responsibility, but can you try doing it now? The people you meet now, if someone mentions they're sad, if someone mentions they're this way or that way be a good friend in that moment because you may not get another moment and if something happens anyways you get to look back and say I did my best I tried my hardest it wasn't it didn't work but I can live with that yeah yeah
1: yeah you never know you never know what demons people are fighting ever yeah At. all
0: times there's things right now that me and you are both dealing with that we haven't told each other about mm-hmm. and it's no one's responsibility to do anything but how do you approach me about something I would hope that I approach it with a tender care where I can at least have some sort of impact on it or yeah. have the opportunity to cause those small things as someone who's been suicidal. I remember key moments that were so impactful that maybe the person that was part of that moment doesn't even know how much impactful it was. But to me, I know what it's like to really feel like you don't want to live or things aren't going well. And I know what it's like to hear that small key little thing that you grasp onto and it gives you life. Yeah. And it, it makes the light bright. That's yeah. why you
1: always just got to be, that's why you always got to look for the best in people and just, Exactly. And, and even if it's not to your interest or what you're trying to do, or like, if you feel like, you know what? I can't have them around, but like, I'll be right there. Like if they ever need me. Yeah. Like that's, I feel like that's the way I am with a lot of people or certain people. You know, you, I, I'm very outgoing, very outspoken, uh, care about a lot of people. Like I have a huge heart. So I always think about a lot of people, but there was times where I had to like, okay, like kind of just step back, let them do what they're going to do because Maybe they're not ready for it, but you know what? Yeah. Let them know, like, hey, like, hey, man, like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's going on. Hope you're alright. Like, if you ever need anything, reach out, bro. Give me a phone call. Like, even just throwing that out to somebody will, will impact them because they're like, maybe they might, it might just click in their head. Like, I need to talk to somebody. Elias I can call them Let me call them. Boom. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's hard, man. It's a hard topic because nobody's solved the issue, you know?
0: Yeah, it still happens. And, and, and things will happen that are out of your control at all times and and you just have to deal with them. But I think that we could all make a better effort, right? And we're thinking Mm -hmm. large scale here, right? Like, obviously there's, that's, if someone was making a plan in the short term, this wouldn't be part of it because we're talking about mass amount of people just being nicer. Yeah. But I think if you can just control your circle or the people you have direct influence over and just try to be genuine and nice and and available, like that can make a huge difference, man.
1: It's contagious, bro.
0: It's like that movie, pay it forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like just help three people. That's your responsibility, not to save the world, but if you can help three people and instill in them that they should do the same, then they will also go out and help three people. And next thing you know, you're impacting the world. Yeah. I know that's a silly movie a long time ago, but the story is awesome. Like the ability to change three people's lives in some meaningful way and just hope that they return the favor to someone else with nothing in return. Mm -hmm. You don't owe me anything. I'm paying it forward. Your only thing is hopefully you do the same for someone else. That's it. If we all approach life like that, we can make massive change.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely it's just it's just the whole, the world doesn't think like that.
0: no, no, and, it, and, and it's hard. it's hard to be consistent, even me now saying it like there's plenty of opportunities I miss probably this week, and that's fine. I'm human, but like my intent is to always try to take an effort in in the things that I see mm-hmm. and then I do have power over, and thank God, I work in a job where I'm literally put in positions to do it all the time, but the best thing I can do for the people that I work with is remind them. That they're not alone, mm-hmm. and what I mean by not alone is not like I'm always going to be there for you. I'm not. I work nine eight to five, and I can't answer calls after hours. Like I'm, I'm not. But mm-hmm. I'm available and there in the world, and you can remember what that conversation was like. And I am someone who understands those things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes that's all you have to do is just be available and and, and to ro- remind someone what you're thinking is not crazy. It's normal. Yeah. And and.
1: it's like your voicemail leave a message and i'll get back to you like you know (laughs) know what i mean like sometimes i might not be there but
0: they know what i mean leave me a voicemail and i'll get back to you as soon as i can well the goal would be to have someone build someone up so much they don't need to right true um is to be able because you don't want to be uh like uh what's the word like uh enabling Mm -hmm. you don't want to enable someone every time you feel bad like just call me i'll be there for you no you have a life too yeah but what you do want to it do is help someone come up with the skills to be able to do that on their own mm-hmm. and uh and that's hard man but i don't know i just want people to be happy and to live their best life and to see the to to go for things that they haven't gone for and if i can influence a small amount of people to do that i can live with that man
1: and i think that's why I dj like yeah just what do you because mean? for that amount of time that i play music like i i'm let
0: people forget about their problems yep you very issues. rarely are at a club dancing and thinking about all the bad things in your life. Yeah, because
1: you're just vibing. Like, you're, you're just listening to the music. You're having a good time. Don't get me wrong. You got those people that are there just to drink and just to cause problems. But, sure. Yeah. But when you DJ, like, when I'm DJing, you have a crowd there. Everybody's vibing to the music. Like, it it inspires me, bro. Like, it inspires me to to play more and, yeah. and to be there. and. I don't know if, I think, did I talk about it last time on the podcast where I said I'm going to quit? I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to do this no more.
0: You told me about losing a bunch of music. Yep. Is that what you're referring mm-hmm. to? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the same thing. Just, where like a hard drive like crashed down on your Yeah, or and I
1: said, I'm done. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and then I ended up going to a club and I saw just the environment and everything. And I saw a DJ. I'm like, yo, I'm better than that, dude. Like, and I could do the same thing. Yeah. On, on a scale tenfold. Like, that's why, that's what, why I like DJing just because. It brings people out of their normal
0: everyday problems and gets them and and they feel happy, you know? Music is powerful, man. Mm-hmm. Really, Music got me through some tough times and it's crazy how you're right. Like it, it could be rhythmic and, and it could take you to a different place in your head, a happier place. Sometimes a sadder place depending on the song, but either way, it's, it's a place. And sometimes when you have anxiety or something like that, you need to be grounded. And the best way to get grounded is to listen to music or to have someone else's thoughts. When you have anxiety, it's typically because you're thinking too much. So when you listen to music, it's someone else's thoughts and you get to sit back and enjoy it. And sometimes that makes you feel grounded. It's like watching a movie in your head. Exactly. And you get to live and understand and process, but it's not all on you. It's not your burden. You're just watching it play out. Mm -hmm. And music is like that with words, right? And so you're right. Like music can be, uh, it's therapeutic. Yeah, it is. Did you have a place in your head whenever you started doing music? Like, Like, what would you want to be your legacy? Let's say you passed away today, which I hope you don't, by the way. But if you did, what would you want to leave behind? Like, what would you want people to think about you? Um, have you ever thought of anything like this?
1: Yeah, I have. Because yeah. I always thought, just me, like, being me, like, the way I was living, I never thought I was going to make it even to 21. Me either. I, was, it, I mean, it might have just been, like, our childhood. I, I don't know what it was exactly. We're talking before. about, that,
0: like, nine eleven, Columbine, like, these like, crazy things, like, the war in the Middle East, like. It was normal to think like, I may not make it out of this.
1: Yeah. I just never thought I was going to live past 21, much less be 30. Yeah. So when I was living, I never thought of anything that I could leave behind. I was so worried about like, you know what? I'm just not going to make it. I don't care. Like, I I never been free. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm the age that I'm at, I'm about to be 31 next month. The legacy I want to leave behind is, I want everybody to know that I cared about a lot of people. And I wanted them to know, that I had the best interest for them, whether they were in a bad place, whether they are in a good place already. I just want people to know that, like, I had a big heart, yeah, and I cared about a lot of people. And a lot of the times, I, I had to stop pushing it back. Well, I had to start. Let me rephrase that. I was always putting people before me, mm-hmm. so I would always worry about a lot of people's problems, and I'd try and help them before I help myself. So a legacy I like to leave behind is you can't help anybody unless you help yourself first. So get what you need to get in your life aligned, right? It, and you might not even figure it out now and keep helping people along the way.
0: Yeah. Like you, you can't be a sick doctor. Like, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. need to be healthy yourself to help other people. Yeah. Lead from the front, not from the back. Yeah. So can you think of, can you think of a, like, why is that important to you? And try to think of a story. Is there anything that you can think of like, was there either as a young person or as an older adult where you really cared? Cause you just mentioned the legacy you want to leave behind is that like you cared and had a big heart. Mm-hmm. Like, is there some point in your life or a thing that's happened or anything you can kind of tie it back to where you're like, because of this thing, I want people to really know this about me. I'll
1: probably, it'll probably come to my head a little later. Like after I listen to this podcast. Yeah. But really I, that's kind of how I've always been really I've always been like that. I've always just thought about other people and how they feel and, and want them to have a good time before I ever thought about me having a good time. Yeah. If that makes
0: sense. No, it makes sense. I always, uh, I always wanted to help people, man. And I am helping people now in a different way. But when I was younger, man, I felt kind of helpless. I lived in that bad home and I had siblings and, uh, and I've told this story in depth on a different podcast. so Mm -hmm. I won't tell that whole version of it but I really wanted my little brother to be happy. And I remember that more than I wanted myself to be happy. And uh, I was just a kid, but he was even more of a kid. He was younger. I had two little brothers Mm -hmm. and uh, one specifically Josh, who I actually hang out with now. He, uh, he, when I went back and and took him out of the home man, I just wanted him to, it was like the whole parent thing, like where I want them to have a better life than me. Mm -hmm. In reality, we're years apart. Like we're both kids. But I remember thinking that like, I care because I feel like at one point I might have let him down a little bit, like, mm-hmm. and uh, not that it was my responsibility. I was also a kid, but he didn't deserve to go through some of the things he went through, and neither did I. But I always wanted to help him, and I feel like once I got a taste of freedom when I got taken out of the home and got put in foster care, and I got to live a better life, right? I was so focused on my life because I got a little taste of what it would like to be like, to what it would be like to live in a normal family, that I really bought into that. And I started really focusing on myself. And then I realized like, it's not just me. Like I have a responsibility to him and I did go back and get him out of the home and uh, life went on and he ended up getting put in a different home and and we ended up not seeing each other for years. And I ended up finding him homeless when he was, when he was older in Albuquerque. And I felt like this overwhelming feeling of like, I had let him down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like I'd focused so much on myself, which that's what therapists were telling me to do. It's what the people were telling me to do. You need to focus on yourself, which I get it. I was a kid. I should be focusing on myself, but I remember feeling this overwhelming burden. I'm like, I really let him down. Yeah. And so that's what drives me. And I have a really good relationship with him now. He's doing well. He's doing so much better, but I held a sense of pride in that. And I care about that. And I never want to feel how I felt that day when I realized I let him down. And so I approach every single interaction that I meet, every friend that I have, every connection I have as an adult. As like, I don't want to ever feel like I let this person down. Mm -hmm. I can accept that not everything's my responsibility, but I can also accept when I put in an effort. And I want to be able to look back at one day and say, I put in a genuine effort to look out for this person, to care about them, to show them a good time, to be there uh, for important events like graduations or marriages, whatever it is, uh, baby showers. If they have kids, like I want to be that person that shows up. I don't want to be missing like my father was or like I was maybe in my little brother's Mm -hmm. life for a period of time. Like I wanna make sure I show up and I'm there. And whatever the results are, I can live with it. Good or bad. As long as I know I put in my part.
1: Yeah. See, and I didn't have any other younger siblings. I was the youngest of five. Yeah. I only had younger relatives, so younger cousins, younger mm-hmm. generations. And I wanted to show them too, like, hey, like, look, like you can have all this, but you have to like be this person or you know what I mean? You have to live this way and like I I was trying to necessarily show them how to live instead of letting them live and letting them try to figure it out. Um, and it, it wasn't anything bad. It was just, I wanted to be an example too. Mm-hmm. I wanted to show them, like, look, like, like this is, it's all fun and games, but, and like, for instance, I used to be a black sheep for my cousin. So anytime they ever got in trouble, I was like, dude, just tell them it was me. Tell them you're staying at night with me. Time you're doing this or you're hanging out with me. Yeah. Like, my parents knew knew that from a long time that, I took a lot of fall for a lot of cousins and, and you know what I mean? I was, they always picked on me too. Like all the cousins kind of picked on me, which don't get me wrong, made me tough. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So I didn't do the I didn't do that to them because I didn't want them to experience it. Like I wanted them to be closer and be like brothers and be more friendly. Well, cause eight uncles and five aunts on my dad's side. Yeah. It's a big family. So, you know what I mean? I had my oldest sisters, my sister's the oldest of all the siblings. All the cousins and she's fifty, so you know what I mean. So yeah, from fifty all the way down to my cousin who's twenty, it was like immediate cousins, yeah. and we all grew up close together. So with that, it, it's just it was more. I didn't want them to see what I was kind of going through with my cousins and stuff. I wanted them to be better, so that's how I try to
0: like guide them. Like yeah, that's how I wanted. What to were them. you going through though? Like what, what what was it that you didn't want them to? Well? uh I mean, there was just some stuff in my
1: in my family in my immediate family like it wasn't anything like super outrageous but um I mean it was just from a young time like I was almost like being a father to my niece okay. you know so like not actually having a kid but like actually like being there for them because they didn't have their fathers around so you know I mean I'm seventeen eighteen at the time and it's and it's starting to get toll me because it's a little different like yeah it's something I never experienced but it's something that they don't have. And I feel bad because they don't have a father figure in their life. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed to be that father figure, which, I, which, and ultimately I really didn't need to, but I felt like it was necessary and that's what they needed.
0: So, I mean, you know
1: what I mean? You deal with, everybody deals with their own problems.
0: So. Yeah. I feel you, man. Well, that's cool <laughs> that you are able to step up and do that though, especially when it's family, man, because sometimes it's hard to see when people need certain things, but, to be able to step up and say, like, hey, mm-hmm. this isn't my responsibility, but I'm going to do it because I feel like it's what's best for you. Mm-hmm. It just shows that you're you're a good cousin. Yeah, just paying
1: yeah. it forward and just, you know what I mean? You don't feel like you need to, but just you doing it and being there, like, it helps a lot of people. Like, yeah, you don't see it in the long, you won't see it in results, but, you know I mean? I'm a firm believer you'll see it in the long run.
0: Yeah, and it all comes back around. I'm not like a huge spiritual energy person, but I believe in karma, and I believe if you do good things, and then typically good things will show themselves up, man. But true, yeah, it's crazy life that we live, man. (laughs) It's crazy to think like where we ended up in life, like when you look back at like how insignificant we all were, like back in the day, and now we're all adults, and like we're we're the ones voting, we're the ones like that are impacting like society, and it's Mm -hmm. like it's, and then the younger generation will grow up to do the same. Uh, it's wild, man. I never in a million years thought that I'd be doing a podcast or I'd be having conversations with you or other Same. people that I knew from back then. Cause it wasn't like I knew long-term or had a plan kind of like what you said. I didn't think I would live past high school. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I was gonna get shot or something, man. I really thought I was going to die. And so I didn't make any long-term plans. So it's crazy to see where everyone ended up in life. And a lot of my friends are doing well, some aren't, mm-hmm. and, and, but it, it is what it is. And it's like, uh, Next thing you know, we're going to be 90 year old people just kind of looking back like, God damn, they're going to make fun of us. You know how like, we make fun of our parents for having like eight tracks and like weird ass dresses? God, God they're going to be like, Look at you, Uncle Vias. You're out there on this podcast. God damn it, they got flying cars now. Back Is in, that 4K?
1: Back in my day, we only had a tape player in my. Ew, gross. <laughs> I don't even know what a tape player yeah, is. Yeah, we're
0: going to be weirdos. They're going to be in like some 3D virtual it's reality. Like that last blockbuster that's still around. <laughs> you know in Portland? Portland? yeah dude like everything else is just it's an airbnb it's oh because you could stay the night and, like they have, made it in an airbnb you can mood. literally stay in the blockbuster dude, we gotta go do that dude i'm down i told i told my girl that too i was like because we're uh we're like we, we want to do more trips now that covid's kind of like ending not ending but oh kind of winding sure. down we're, we miss out we travel a lot every year except for this last year so we're trying to catch up on stuff i still did <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, I traveled once during the pandemic. It was for a uh, fantasy football league. I went to Denver. I left a few times. like it's just you know what I mean? like it was nice to be on an airplane <laughs> that's not completely packed.
1: It just sucked because it was always like, you had to wear a mask, had to be through all that stuff. Like I know it's starting to clear up now, but I don't know. whatever. Yeah. I'm over it. I, I'm ready to get
0: back to what <laughs> what is normal or what the new normal will be, but
1: it, it'll be a while. So I think I'd well, I, I called it. It was probably going to be a good two years, three years. I was like, no, nah, next year. I'm like, nah,
0: Yeah. No, nah, it's not how it goes. Next year will be the year where we feel normal. We'll start feeling a little bit normal for the rest of this year, but it'll feel, I think, pretty close to normal by the time 2022 comes around. Yeah. For sure. Well, we're, hit, we're hitting two hours, brother. You ready to wrap this up? Let's do it. I appreciate you coming down, man. We have a track record of once a year. Nah. But now that <laughs> for reals, yeah. Now that now that COVID's was, not a thing, I'm sure it'll be sooner. It,
1: yeah, it was a little over a year. The last time last time was March of 2020.
0: Yeah. Well, let's not wait that long. But I appreciate you coming down, brother. It's been a good conversation. I'm excited for for it to come out. Thanks, bro. Thank you for having me again, ladies and gentlemen. DJ Vias. Thank you, my guy. Appreciate it, bro. We're out again. Later.